across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, opposition leaders in final TV election debate, transport police crack down on sexual harassment and Watford maintain promotion challenge. BBC Three Counties Radio. The second and final televised election leaders debate will be broadcast tonight on BBC One. It's for opposition parties, Labour, UKIP, the Scottish and Welsh nationalists and the Greens, as Chris Mason explains. That debate will last for an hour and a half and then there'll be half an hour afterwards where the Conservatives and the Liberal Democrats do get to say their piece. Some might conclude that that is something of a, a dog's dinner, but I think it's, it's the essence of compromise in that you had all of the broadcasters and lots of political parties all wanting to come to some sort of agreement on debates. Uh, the agreement was a rather messy one, but I suppose at least there was an agreement. British Transport Police are encouraging people to report sexual harassment on public transport. The police say they've strengthened investigations of sexual offences and detection rates are now on the rise. Nearly 2,500 incidents have been reported since the project launched. Arrests have been made and stolen bikes seized in a police crackdown against nuisance motorcyclists in Houghton Regis and Luton. It comes after concerns were raised on BBC Three Counties Radio that the Bedfordshire force wasn't taking the problem seriously enough. More from Matt Lockwood. 24 police officers and two off-road bikes were in involved in the crackdown on Tuesday and Wednesday. Two arrests were made in the Parkside area of Houghton Regis and two stolen bikes were also seized. Beds police say this won't be the last crackdown and they want to hear from the public if off-road bikers are still causing a nuisance. Police in Glasgow who are searching for a missing nurse say they found human remains at a farm on the outskirts of the city. A 21-year-old man has been arrested. Karen Buckley was last seen at a nightclub in Glasgow in the early hours of Sunday morning. A former councillor who backed the decision to allow a serial rapist to work as a taxi driver in Milton Keynes is up for election. Robin Bradburn is standing for the Liberal Democrats in the Brad well Ward. Luton Rugby Club say the memory of a player who died in a car crash on the A6 last year will live on. An inquest heard yesterday that Mark Davy was killed while racing his Audi near the Wixoms. The 33-year-old had been involved in many fundraising events. Rugby Club chairman Mark Turner says they will continue to hold events in his name. If you talk to any other team, you know, he was well respected. But not only did he play the game, and he played for our second and third team, but he also embraced what is the rugby ethos. I think he loved the game as much off the field is on it and well loved by his both teammates and you know we as a club will make sure that that laughter and that ethos is uh, capsulated in other things that we do going forward in his name for sure. In sport Watford are back up to third in the championship just a point behind the leaders. Pocodiora goes for goal from 35 yards out punched away by Tyler. Abdi drives in the rebound! Ahmed Abdi seals the three points for Watford! Nottingham Forest one, Watford three. And Dagenham midfielder Joss Labardi has been banned for six months by the FA after biting the Stevenage captain Ronnie Henry in a match at the Lamech Stadium last month. The weather cloudy with sunny intervals, cooler than yesterday, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. <laughs> Ice cream man 
on this pretty afternoon Cause it's so fun You like the ice cream man? Yeah, I like the ice cream man. Okay. Oh, what's going on? See, ice cream man, I want you to ring your bell. We're talking about something that I love. Now, ice cream man, please ring your chimes on this pretty afternoon. Cause it's so I think he's done. Andy's in Luton. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Ian. What you got for us, boss? I thought you were supposed to play music on this channel. Sorry? I thought you were supposed to play music on this channel. What do you mean, Andy? What was that rubbish? That was Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers Ice Cream Man. Did you not hear it? Yeah, I heard that. I heard it. I, I, wa- I didn't want to, but I did hear it, yeah. Well, have a listen again, Andy. Oh, no! <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Oh, that's made me so... I don't, I know don't what, think he liked that. No, I, I, Jonathan Richmond is, is an acquired taste, but boy, oh boy, when you acquire that taste, it's delicious and sweet. He does the music in There's Something About Mary, for, for if you want the kind of pop way in. T- tell you he's going to love that, my kids. <laughs> it's up there with Chunky Monkey Licious. <laughs> now, um, the, 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 on to, how do we go from Jonathan Richmond to something as serious as this? We like just do this. it. We just crash into it. Uh, it's something... Well, I experienced this as a young man when I was about 15, 16. Um, and loads of women have as well. Uh, blokes getting up and touching you up on the train. I had this when I was a youngster. It was horrible. British Transport Police have teamed up with the Everyday Sexism Project to tackle the problem, which they goes, uh, believe goes unreported in 90% of cases. From now on... Hang on, I can see the floor in this. Can you see the floor in what I'm about to say? From now on, if you feel uncomfortable about someone's behaviour, they're asking you to text 61016. On the tube? Well, if you're on the tube? Well, you get off the tube. Remember, we spoke about this last time. Yeah. Because we thought, hang on a minute, this is a great idea. This is an extension of something they were doing. Okay, anyway. what is going on? Well, a couple of months ago, we spoke to British Transport Police about an initiative they had to report antisocial behaviour on trains because they felt that a lot of people felt uncomfortable challenging it in such a confined environment. And we wondered then what the point was of texting on the tube. Yeah. Now, British Transport Police told us back then that as long as you tell them where and when it happened, oh. they can use CCTV oh. to track down the culprits. Ah. And it's the same thing they're doing here, but this time they're highlighting a really specific and apparently really common problem. Uh, I don't know why I'm saying apparently. It's happened to me, it's happened to my friends. They've even made a video to show the sort of thing that women otherwise kind of chalk up to stuff women deal with. Um, The video shows a woman on board a tube train, uh, just before, in fact, just before she gets on the train, this guy's kind of looking at her in a predatory way. Um, She kind of shrugs it off, she gets on the train. Once she gets on the tube, he approaches her and he stands right behind her. She feels him breathing on her neck. She wonders whether that's his hand on her bottom. 
Um, and then it's quite clear that it is her hand, his hand on her bottom. Oh. He also pushes himself up against her. At each of these moments, the viewer is asked, would you report it? And although the video uses actors, you know, the British Transport Police, and, and my experience as a woman says that this type of behaviour is not unusual. Well, and, and my experience as a young, vulnerable man coming out of a Transvision yeah. Band concert in Brixton. Uh, what are we supposed to do then? Well, it will really depend on the individual situation at the time and whether a person feels comfortable challenging it themselves. You know, I, some women say you know, they would t tell the bloke off, they would t wouldn't care about everyone else. And when it happened to me, I froze, to be honest. But there is a number in that situation where you don't feel comfortable challenging it. <coughs> it's six, 61016. Okay. If people want to, they can text that number, explain everything that went on, and in some cases, a police officer could turn up at the next railway station. In, in some cases, a police officer officer could turn up at the next railway station. Yeah, I mean, there, okay, are, there are no guarantees in this, unfortunately, but the force wants to reassure people that they will always be believed and taken seriously, no matter where they are. And this isn't just a London thing. Um, the force says that the evidence could help them identify and catch offenders and make sure that officers are in the right place at the right time. It's the same sort of footage that we saw last time. Do you remember when we spoke to that young man who'd been the victim of homophobic abuse on the train? Oh, on the yeah, yeah, Now, yeah, that yeah. was some time after, but they managed to find that woman. Uh, the officers who might uh, who might be dealing with the problems, I'm, I would imagine they would have to be specifically trained. Well, all the frontline staff at the British Transport Police have now had additional training to raise their awareness of okay. what unwanted sexual... They watch the video in an afternoon. Okay. I guess, I guess. I mean, the police say they've strengthened their investigations of sexual offences and detection rates are on the rise. 2,400 incidents of sexual harassment have been reported to the police since this project began. That's an increase of 25% compared with a similar period before the project launched. OK, well, um, OK. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. There is... I've got to warn everybody who's... Uh, th th I love the fact that between six and seven, let's be honest, I've seen the numbers, uh, th there are about eight people listening. This is like the secret show. This is the secret show, the mystery hour. By mystery, I don't mean um, what was the year. But what was yeah. the... Oh, no, hang on Troops posted overseas. She's still banging Troops on. Troops posted overseas. Uh, but what was the year? Uh, I don't mean... It, it's just no-one listens. And I, 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 it could be argued... It, it, it would be incorrect to argue this, but it could be argued this is the best hour of the show. Uh, so we're all part of a secret gang, secret club. We may even um, uh, laminate some passes. Uh, laminate what are going to call the secret club? Laminate your pass. What are we going to be called? Oh, nice pass. Oh, stop it. Oh, I love a good pass. What are we going to call the secret club? I don't know. Um, but uh, the Bunchan? Call it Bunchan? No. Oh, I know. No, we can't call it that. No, we can't call it that. Anyway, uh, for those of you in the secret club and those of you who have joined recently because of What's the Story Morning Glory, there is none this morning. There oh. are no punny headlines. There are no punny headlines in the papers. There aren't any. I've looked. No, no, no. No, there aren't any. So we won't. Instead, we're going to play this. <laughs> For beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
still pretty quiet this morning and in Buckingham it's moving fine on the A413 London Road through the temporary traffic lights at the total roundabout. In Bedford on the A6 Paula Redcliffe where this road works at Clapham Road and in Hatfield it could get busy on Great North Road because of the temporary traffic lights that are at St Albans Road East. But looking at the motorways there's no delay so far on the M25 or the M40 and on the train departure boards the 634 train from Bedford to Beckenham Junction has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, thank you, Sammy. 6.16 or thence about Thursday, the 16th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Opposition parties will feature in tonight's second and final televised election leaders' debate. British Transport Police are encouraging people to report sexual harassment on public transport and Watford remain in contention for automatic promotion to the Premier League after a 3-1 win at Nottingham Forest. These three counties radio. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. Tip-top etiquette expert William Hansen, who is not a fan of politicians oversharing. Oh, good afternoon, Roberto. I feel slightly nauseous <laughs> <of> that music. <laughs> Every weekday from three. Let's talk to Harriet Harman, the leader of the Labour Party. We've been in Bedford and Cambridge, and we've had very interesting discussions. Let's talk cold callers. Do you have a tried and tested method of getting rid of cold callers? You've got to make up a word before you go on the phone, and so you can fit that word in without them realising in the most time. Saying um actually helps you feel calmer. Do you believe this? Show? Definitely. And since I read that, I've been doing it and I'm well chilled. Roberto <laughs> Peroni, weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Like a sound you hear that lingers in your ear, but you can't forget from sundown to sun.
colonic irrigation for the ears and the soul, Justin, isn't it? Well, do you know what? The Colonel loves that tune, and that's good enough for me. Oh, man. What, Colonel, Colonel Sanders? Yeah, it was used on a KFC advert yeah, about five years ago. Well, if it's good enough for the Colonel, it's good enough for me. I've never dipped into the Colonel. I've, ne- I've never Why? figured the Colonel, no. no. What, are you, what are you doing at the weekend? I'm having some kernel, am I? Yeah. I'd love me. to. I've that's... never done it. I, I said, no, that's not true. I remember once coming home very, very drunk when I was still a vegetarian. I had about 50 pence in my pocket. I was so hungry. Yeah. So I went into the kernels and I bought some coleslaw. <laughs> some coleslaw. Very, very vinegary. Vinegary. Hey, I did vinegary. something last week. Very rock and roll. Vinegary. Last Friday. Vinegary. Vinegary. Thank vinegary. You. Very vinegary coleslaw. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is. I meant to mention this yesterday. <laughs> yeah, they're right. Okay. Anybody that thinks that, and uh, and there are people out there, Justin. Anybody that thinks that Justin is an egotist, a sad case, a lonely mm. old man, a loser, mm. um, an idiot, mm-hmm. a bell, mm. a cheese, <laughs> a plum, um, a vain, got no moral. Isn't yeah. cool. Listen to this story because this is. This Do you is, miss any out there? Uh, oh well, we finish at nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this story is the most rock and roll story I've ever heard in my life. Justin, okay. what did you do to the Colonel? Right, last Friday I was uh, back on the uh, disco scene on my Wheels of Steel. Um, if I s- wanted to hire you for a party, Just, how much would that cost? Uh, £100 an hour. Flipping <laughs> egg! What? <laughs> yeah! Uh, and I'm assuming you're declaring all of this to the tax man. Well, I don't do many of them, do I? No, but, okay. So the ones I do do, of course I declare. So, um, I've done a gig, uh, back on the scene again, felt hungry. I thought, you know what? I'm on the way home, it's Friday evening. I need to go and say hello to the Colonel. Not seen him for a while. Now, the Colonel shuts at one o'clock in the morning. So I've gone to uh, the Hemel KFC. It's two minutes to one. I'm absolutely starving. It's a rush to get in there. I've gone in there. I've said to the lady behind the counter, Hi, give me everything you've got. And she went, what? I said, seriously, I'm that hungry. Give me everything you've got. So she gave me everything that she had, which was, I think, seven bits of chicken, a couple of wings, uh, five fries and uh, a bottle of Pepsi. And you, then she was, was arguing about whether she should give you a discount or not. Oh, you so cleared the store I said, out. well, listen, if, if I'm going to clear you out, you're, you're only going to throw that in the bin. Now, I want a discount. So I think I got about 20% off, which, which equated to, I think, two bits of chicken for free. Wowzers. Mm, Wowzers. Everything they had. Good lad. You, um, was it finger licking good? Did you lick your fingers? <laughs> I did. Because it was that good. You don't need to lick your fingers. They give you a moist wipe. I like. They're the lemon ones, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A towelette. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, lovely. Anyway, Justin, we'll, we'll talk more about your eating, your disgusting eating habits uh, a little bit later on. Is that all right? Yes, yeah, fine. All oh, right, fine. Now, something. Uh, no, that's the wrong story. Hang on a second. It's but, both stories start with it's something. I don't know, is that a coincidence? I don't know. It's something that we keep coming back to. Uh, on this programme, we've taken lots of calls about off-road motorbikes causing trouble in Houghton Regis. Well, here's some of the stuff... Oh, you know the stuff we've been hearing. Yeah, they know the stuff we've been hearing. People phoning up... People driving the wrong way down the road, people yeah. driving uh, over parkland, people nearly taking out toddlers. Uh, the, people- the, the, the motorbike that crashed into the car that the young lady was driving, he landed on the bonnet, then got up, got on his bike and did a wheelie and drove and off. it's not just Houghton Regis. We heard about that woman who no. lives in one of the outlying villages her husband got so fed up of it he went out and pulled one of the kids off himself it's how bad it's got very bad do we have that cl- i don't know i don't believe that that victoria is can we find i remember that, her well can we find that clip kelly of victoria talking about what her, her, her husband um 
What did he do? He pulled someone off. Yeah, he went out and pulled. He got on his bike and went out and pulled it, pulled the kid off. Flipping Let's heck. not forget that uh, Ollie that Martins right, was in the studio, the Bedfordshire Police and Crime Commissioner, who says that um, he's got a clear message for you. If you have been ragging around, yeah. uh, we're coming to get well, you. you. You you say it's a clear message, Justin. We're not quite sure what ragging around actually means. That means people on motorbikes, on grass, ragging around. So what, if Ollie Martin sees people ragging around, is he going to pull them off? Uh, no, he won't, but uh, Bedfordshire Police will. Well, that's good to know. I yeah. don't think they will. I think they have different methods. But well, we can talk this, about is, those this later. is the thing because Bedfordshire Police have been doing stuff. Yesterday, Phil Calvey, who lives in Houghton Regis, tipped us off about a police crackdown on nuisance bikers in the town. What have the police been doing, Justin? Well, we put a call in yesterday uh, following Phil's message. Now, the police told us, and this is uh, staggering, and for anybody who says that the police aren't doing anything, need to listen to this. Uh, the police told us on Tuesday and yesterday a team of two sergeants, three Three response officers, Beautiful. a vehicle examiner, and 15 PCSOs that took to the streets of House and Regis hey, and Luton. That's, like that's like a little army. <laughs> it's like an army going out there, uh, along with two road policing officers on off-road bikes that we spoke about recently. So, yeah. uh, a big army went out. Two people were arrested on Monday in the Parkside area of House and Regis. Uh, on Tuesday, two stolen bikes were recovered. Two addresses were visited as a result of reports of antisocial and dangerous behaviour. Hey, good for them. Chief Inspector Gavin Hughes Rowlands, who we'll be talking to you live a bit later, he told us that we want to reassure the public through these operations that we are taking action on their concerns. He also says that, that people may not see us immediately, but they have been working behind the scenes. Uh, we, of course, were, were in Houghton Regis, I think it was last week, asking people, have you seen the police? Nobody had, but he's reassuring the public they're working very, very hard, and of course this week, they have made arrests. People will be worried, Justin, they've been once, that's it. Yeah, well, Beds Police say, no, that's not the case. They will be back again uh, with their army if the situation doesn't improve. Uh, Chief Inspector Hughes Rowlands again uh, said that residents should remain vigilant and report any information they have okay. about these bikes. So, we had concerns from people saying, what's the point, the police don't do anything, they're saying, no, if you see something, call us. What are the residents saying, though? Do they, do they think this will make any difference? Well, it's, it's got to make a difference, isn't it? Well, surely it has, because, you know, everyone's been saying nothing's being done. Well, you've heard there, things are being done, but Phil, who you're going to be talking to later on, he says this sounds a bit like a, a short-term fix. Um, what he wants is, is more action on a regular basis. He also told us that there is not enough of a police presence in the town. He says that the police station shuts at 5pm during the week and closes at weekends. He wants more of um, he wants more of a presence on the streets well, to prevent this happening. Well, hey, listen, everybody wants more of a presence on the streets and that ain't going to happen, but uh, I think it's interesting that they went and it sounds like they did a good thing and let's see if they do any more. Mm. Justin, mm. the zombies, she's not there. Oh. In introduce it for me, brother. This is a fantastic tune and a local tune. We own this band, formed in St Albans. This is the zombies. Oh, he's good. Well, no one told me about way she lied Well no one told me about her How many people cried But it's too late to say you're sorry Ragging around How would I know? Why should I care? Please don't bother trying to find her She's not there Ragging around Well let me tell you about the way 
drove across the green when the kids were coming back from school and nearly knocked women over with toddlers and it got that bad that my husband went after them on his own motorbike and pulled them off. Ragging around. But it's too late to say you're sorry How would I know? Why should I care? Please don't bother trying to find her She's not there Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's getting busier on the M25. It's building up anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And it's also looking quite slow at Junction 19 for Watford. On the North Circular Road, it's quite busy between the East End Road Tunnel and Henley's Corner. And looking at the speed sensors in East Hyde on London Road, there's temporary traffic lights at Newlands Road, which is slowing things down slightly. And in Milton Keynes on the A421 Standing Way, it's all moving fine around the Kingston Roundabout, where there are some roadworks, so expect it to get busy there later on. On the train departure boards, the 6.54 service from Luton to Beckenham Junction has been cancelled. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The second and final televised election leaders' debate will be broadcast tonight on BBC One. It's for opposition parties, Labour, UKIP, the Scottish and Welsh Nationalists and the Greens. British Transport Police are encouraging people to report sexual harassment on public transport. The police say they've strengthened investigations. And arrests have been made and stolen bikes seized in a police crackdown against nuisance motorcyclists in Houghton Regis and Luton. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford are back up to third in the championship, just a point behind the leaders Bournemouth after a 3-1 win at Nottingham Forest. They trail second place Norwich by a goal difference of just one. Odion Igalo and Matt Connolly gave them a 2-0 half-time lead last night before Alman Abdi sealed the win after Forest went down to 10 men. His manager Slavisa Kanovic. We opened the game very well, we scored the, the goal. We have... Uh, 
some grey moment in uh, 20 minutes in second half. But at the end uh, we scored uh, one goal more and uh, finished the game. I must to be, be happy with this situation today in the game. A League Two player has been banned for six months by the FA after biting the Stevenage captain Ronnie Henry in a match at the Lamex Stadium last month. Dagenham midfielder Joss Labadee was accused of biting Henry on the hand, his second biting offence after being banned for ten games last season. Luton have confirmed they will appeal against striker Paul Benson's red card on Tuesday night. The three-match ban would mean Benson missing the remaining three matches of the regular season. And Wickham defender Alfie Mawson has been shortlisted for the League Two Player of the Year. Award. England's cricketers will resume on 116 for three in their second innings on day four of the first test in Antigua. They lead the West Indies by 220. Bowler James Treadwell believes England are in the driving seat. I think we're in a reasonably strong position as we are. That partnership at the end sort of got us into a decent position. Was it 220 or whatever, with um, two days to place? You know, look to get that first hour out of the way and you know build a sizable lead and then assess where we go and how long we think we need to bowl them out. And Hemel Hempstead's Max Whitlock says he's disappointed to miss the all-around competition at the European Gymnastics Championships in France. The Olympic medalist has glandular fever. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, dear. I'm just... I'm tweeting something that's very, very rude. Kelly, you'd like it. Well, t- tell the story about the, the countdown story that's in the papers well, today. I mean, there are some programmes you'd think would be uh, more mature than this, but unfortunately, countdown has uh, fallen victim to some uh, some juvenility. Is there such a word? Juvenility. Oh, I like it's a good name for a band. Juvenility. Countdown host Nick Hewitt is lost for words today when two contestants offer erection as their answer. They offer him erection. Mm. Nick struggles. They, they offer up an erection. Valid word. Two of them. Nick struggles to stifle his giggles as Dublin are Jerry Tynan and Anne Lewin of Brighton, East Sussex, in case you were wondering, give it as an eight-letter answer. But former Apprentice star Nick's blushes are saved when nine-letter recondite is offered by See, celebrity guest is, Dr Phil Hammond. But, uh, erect, of all the punny innuendo words, erection is the one that um, is the least... I don't... I... Well, quite. I mean, hairy biker Dave Myers called laughter on this Channel 4 show last year when he came up with Todgers. Oh, for goodness sake. Now, I've, I've tweeted something, which I've just shown Catherine. Kelly, you'd like it. Watch it. Watch it with the sound up. OK. I, it's, a, it's a rude it's word. NSFW. On... Oh, NSFW, guys. NSFW. I, is it real? At Ian Lee, NSFW... And, and if you've got kids watching, boy, oh, boy, don't let them. No. Is that, is that real... I think it's a Christmas tape. But be careful. If you have got children peering over your shoulder, mm. don't look at it in front of them because they can spell now. The erection, um, the erection pun has never really uh, has never really done it for me. In terms of in terms of puns, I know it's like oh, oh I'm going to put up. A, it's Julian Clary, isn't it? I'm going to put up a massive erection with um, my little Fanny. Yeah. That's what he said. All right, yeah, the erection. Okay, we get it. yeah, fa- we uh, get yeah, it. all yeah, right. I mean, it was probably funny when, you know, it, hilarious mm. when we were 12. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I, I mounted a massive erection with my little fanny. All right, Julian, well done. We get it. Yeah. We get it. Horace, good morning, Horace. Uh, good morning, Ian. How are you? Uh, do you know what, fella? I'm, I'm amused by the way that Kelly spelt your name. How did she spell it? Well, she spelt it. And it's an old-fashioned name, Horace Goes Skiing, fans of the ZX Spectrum, but she spelt it H-O-R-R-I-S. Yeah, 
Uh, well, it's, you know that's not the correct spelling. But no, that's, 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 that's very much an incorrect spelling. Would you like to educate her? And all those youngsters, Horace, um, who, who haven't heard that name before? Uh, just a second, uh, Ian. Can I just turn our radio down because it's uh, echoing in the back? Please do. Shall we have a guess at how it's spelled? H o r a k e. Yeah, curly k. Yes, I think it's a, a popular name. It's coming back into fashion. Do you? <coughs> do you now? Hey, can I... We, I, I like the name Horace, uh, and uh, Horace Go Skiing was 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 a pivotal. Horace and the Spiders, two pivotal video games. Um, let's see if we can find a Horace under the age and of my, seventy. Yeah, there's an Edmund my, I know of, but not a Horace. I didn't tell Kelly that my, my surname is actually Horlicks. Is so it Flip? Horace Horlicks. Do you know what that is? That's Horlicks. That's my full name. Hor what's your middle name? Uh, I don't have a middle name. N neither do I. Welcome to the club, Horace Horlicks. H H. I like that. And are you? And I'm, are from, you, I'm uh, from H H as well. Hemel Hempstead. Are you... Oh. All the H's linking up. Hertfordshire. And are you horny? Um, are you heir to the Horlicks fortune? I'm not... I'm not sure. I don't think so. You should check that out, mate. Uh, yeah, I you, could, yeah. You could be making an absolute fortune of that. Yeah. What have you called in for today, Horace? Well, I've just... Uh, your, your nice previous caller was complaining about your music. Oh, I think it's fantastic, that music. Well, did, did you hear the ice cream man at the Jonathan start? Jonathan Richmond, yes. Oh, Horace, I'm coming round and we're going to play records today. Uh, and we, Ian, had a, we had an email from Jill. Yeah. That ice cream man song was trash. The man could not sing and was an assault on the senses. Please, please, never play that rubbish again. One, two, three, four, five exclamation marks! Well, please play it again. I love it. OK, Horace. And well. I, I've got a request that Kelly said I might be able to get... Yeah, Ernie, Ernie by Benny Hill. Oh, no. What? That's too sad. What's wrong with this? You can hear the offbeats pound as they raced across the ground. Maybe not today, Horace, but perhaps later on. All right, Ian. Cheers, my dear. Thanks God for bless. calling. Thank Bye. you. What a nice bloke. I'm going to upset people now. Yeah. I don't like Benny Hill. I find him creepy. Oh, he's good in the Italian job. No, he's creepy in that. No, yeah, well, he's creepy in the Italian job, but he's... He was he's, creepy uh... in that. He was creepy in the Benny Hill show. He was creepy in uh, Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. This is for Jill. Yeah, that's right, Jill. Tempted, I am. If I were a younger man, that would get played all morning. What else you got? The miming dog. <clears throat> oh, the dog. The miming dog. It's a robot mouth, isn't it? Yes. They put a robot mouth. It's when I saw that, I've never seen it. When I heard about it, I thought it's either um, uh, a finger up the bum or a robot mouth. <laughs> Let it be a robot mouth. Yeah, it's a, well, uh, neither are particularly pleasant for the dog. No. No. More than 60, so maybe 61, TV viewers have complained about the quote-unquote miming dog act on Britain's Got Talent. Broadcast regulator Ofcom, who must be fed up by now. I mean, really. Was looking at 30 complaints about French ventriloquist Marc Mitral and his pooch Miss Wendy. It's Britain's Got Talent. It's Europe. It's European nonsense but having a, fr a Frenchman on Britain's Got Talent. It makes me want to puke. It's I think it's just gone politically correct. Isn't it just? But those, those silhouettists that won weren't British either. So it's okay. 
I quite like oh. those French dancers that danced in high heels. They were good. I miss the guys from Diversity. The young lad that was in it is 37 now. <laughs> he, is, he is older than you'd think. He's six foot three. And smaller than you'd think. I met those guys once. We were doing an ad I was filming an advert for um, 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 uh, a, a new Mario game. Oh. And uh, they basically had loads of nobodies, I mean celebrities, going, oh, I really like it, it's really good. And uh, Diversity were filming their bit before mine. And it's like, it's Diversity, I, you know. I, and I, but I got excited because I recognised them. But I had nothing to say to them. So I went, oh, I really like your street dancing. I think it's brilliant what you do. I like it when you flip him around. That was, and I, as I said, it was like going up to Roger Daltrey going, I really like your music in The Who. You'd never do that, would you? <laughs> <laughs> do that. Anyway, ITV said 35 people had t contacted it about the act where the dog appeared to sing and talk. However, it emerged that Miss Wendy was wearing a mask over her snout, operated by Mr Mitral 61. An Ofcom spokesman said, we will assess the complaints before deciding whether to investigate. They say that a lot. The RSPCA said it would contact Britain Got Talent to ascertain what methods were used. Well, they were concerned about the methods one of, too. one of two. <laughs> We the think we know. The act is through to the next round. Mr Mitral said his pet loved performing. Britain's Got Talent and the RSPCA guidelines said uh, RSPCA guidelines had been followed. On the subject of erections, Catherine is right. Those sort of words are funny for 12-year-olds. This is from a teacher. Yeah. You try reading Sherlock Holmes with students when Holmes ejaculates all the time. Yeah, it's I know. It's a Victorian alternative for said. Exactly. We used to laugh about stupid all things. All the time. Though. We used to um, laugh about Eric Bristow. Anyone called Eric? Why? Because of that word. What word? Oh, gosh. Well, the boys laugh at the name William. Um, <laughs> Sherlock Holmes... Not just the boys. Sh Sherlock Holmes. And what was the other fella's name? Bones. Watson. Who's Bones? I'm thinking of Bones McCoy. Watson, Dr. Ah, Dr. Spark, you just annoy me. They were gay, weren't they? That was... No. That's, that's the thing, no. isn't it? Just like Doc, Dr. No. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, you know what that's about? Yeah. It's about alcoholism, isn't it? Yeah. He's an alcoholic. Yeah. Is the thing. Um, but Holmes, I'm the same on the Blue Wickets. Holmes and Bones, they were gay, weren't they? No. Come on! I thought that... I've never read a Holmes and Bones book, and I've really got no intention of, because I... Bore, detectives are boring. The only good detective... And boy, oh boy, when are they going to bring this back? The Chinese detective, David Yip. Oh. Blinding. His gimmick? He was a Chinese fella. That was his gimmick. Every detective. detective needs a gimmick. His was. He was a Chinaman. Mm -hmm. Brilliant gimmick. Shaft. Bad mother. Yeah, well, we don't know. I don't know much about his parentage. I wouldn't like to cast aspersions. But um, uh, Holmes and Bones were gay. No, they weren't. Definitely gay. No, they were just two fellas that liked hanging out together. Oh, come on. How are you basing this just on the name? Holmes and Bones, yeah. Oh, look at Jill getting all, all finicky with facts. Go on. Go to facts. That's because Holmes and Bones don't exist. It is Watson. <laughs> I bet Holmes and Bones do exist somewhere. Here's the thing. If you don't give uh, your, your kids middle names, you're lazy. You're a bad parent. Social services should be involved. But you can give them too many middle names. I don't have a middle name because Lee was my middle name. My name's Ian Lee Rugby. It was, and then I just shunted everything along one. And I was going to give myself a middle name. I was going to give my middle name. It was going to be Johnson. Oh. I thought that's a good middle name. Hilarious. What? There's no joke there. That was actually... I just thought it was a strong middle name. I like it. Ian Powerful. Johnson Lee. Powerful. Powerful? Yeah. What's po your middle name? Potent Elizabeth. Oh, yeesh. Kel spells? Michelle. What? Hmm? Michelle. Kelly Michelle. Michelle. Kelly Michelle. There is a... Oh, no, there's a Vicky Michelle, isn't there? Kelly Michelle's in um, uh, Beyonce, isn't she? No. Kelly and Michelle are two separate people. 
Can you handle it? Kelly, yeah, Michelle, can you handle it? That's Kelly, Michelle, can you handle it? Well, normally it's Kelly and then just the other one. Happiness can be transferred to others through um, the smells we give off. Oh, please. In tests when the... <laughs> oh, no, naughty, naughty, naughty. In tests when the sweat of someone in a positive mood was sniffed, the smeller, the smeller developed a happier expression. Chemo... Chemo-chemo signalling... Mm has shown before that emotions like fear and disgust can be also be conveyed. Oh, you don't want the smell of fear. Scienti well, animals can smell fear. Well, it's wee-wee, isn't it, in your pants? Scientists from Utrecht University, Holland, said... Positive state... I'm from Holland and you I would... You've got to talk like this. You've got to talk like this and I would like to have a smoke of drug cigarette with you, please. No, you're going South African again. Okay. A positive state can be transferred by means of odours. I want to go on the slide. I want to go on the slide. Not until you've done your research into others. Do your research into others and then you can go on the slide. That's oh, a glimpse udders. into I a South African laboratory. I you were saying others. The others. The others. You, I want to go on the slide. Not until you have done your research into others. Go and do your research into others. Then you can go on the slide. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's starting to look quite busy from the M1 at Junction 10 for Luton Airport to Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's looking slow from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. And it's also busy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. In Mill Hill, it's slow on the A1 Watford Way southbound from the apex corner towards Mill Hill Circus. And having a look at the speed sensors in Milton Keynes on the A421 standing way, there's no delays through the roadworks at the Kingston roundabout yet, but expect them some delays later on this morning. No reports of any major problems at the moment on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.45 uh, Thursday, the 16th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Opposition parties will feature in tonight's second and final televised election leaders' debate. British Transport Police are encouraging people to report sexual harassment on public transport and Watford remain in contention for automatic promotion to the Premier League after a 3-1 win at Nottingham Forest. Notts Forest. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. We've lost that intense sizzling heat that we had yesterday. We've seen a cold front go through. It hasn't given us any rain, but it's given us much cooler air. So significantly cooler today. It'll feel much more like spring than summer, but still a very decent April day with uh, staying with lots of lots of sunshine around and of course staying dry as well. Just the very, very small chance of one or two isolated showers, but I think you'd be really unlucky if you catch one of those. There will be plenty of sunshine, a bit of an easterly breeze setting up as we head through the rest of the day and Temperatures down to, well, I should say up to really, uh, we're up to 16, perhaps 17 Celsius, 63 in Fahrenheit. It's still above average for the time of year, but it's not the kind of 23, 24 that we were seeing yesterday. Overnight tonight, again, it's going to stay dry. We'll see lows of around 5 or 6 degrees, so it will be quite cool. And then into tomorrow, in fact, for the next few days, we will see the easterly wind um, strengthen. So in exposure to that, it will feel quite cool at times. But, you know, staying dry and settled, there'll be lots of sunshine around, quite chilly in the shade and 
exposure to that wind and quite chilly by night as well but the sunshine got a little bit of a kick to it this time of year so things will heat up quite nicely and it will feel quite warm so warm dry and sunny for the most part that's the forecast Friday, June the 5th is the first ever BBC Music Day, aiming to bring people together across the UK through their love of music. As part of the day, we're searching for local unsung heroes. Do you know someone who's giving a big musical contribution to their community? From supporting young musicians to leading a choir, anyone who's making a lasting difference in your area through music could be one of the five heroes chosen to receive a VIP invite to a major BBC music event. Nominations for the BBC Music... Yeah, whatever. Um, Catherine has just come out with an amazing revelation. We were talking about David Yip, the Chinese detective. I've brought up a picture of Dave. Re- reminded of him because I listened to a play on Radio 4 and it, it turns out he was one of the voices in it. So um, I've, I've Googled the Chinese detective. We're looking at um, a novel uh, by, written by Michael Hardwick, the Chinese detective from the TV series. It's got a picture of David Yip on it. And you've just gone, that's an ex's uncle. Well, no, no, no. You went out with someone whose uncle was the Chinese detective. No, it could have been. You he turned it down slept with the Chinese detective. No. Wow, the no. Chinese nah. detective. No. Could you do that now? The Pakistani policeman. Why not? Well... You can do Rasta Mouse. Yeah. He solves crimes. Uh, Rasta isn't a race, though, is it? Well, I mean, technically, I, do, I find that programme thoroughly unpleasant. Do you? Well, then, Rasta Mouse, we're going to who's eating all the cheese. Let's go to the mayor and find out who's eating the cheese. But before that, let's cut a new reggae record. That's what they do. That, that's not a bad Rasta Mouse impression, is it? I was just it? thinking that. For someone who doesn't watch it, you know all the lines. Well, the boys are Rasta... I'm Rasta Mouse and somebody's stolen all the cheese in the town. Where's the mayor? Rubbish. Saying that, though, you've just reminded me, Barack Obama recently. Did you see that... Uh, oh, on, Jamaica! They loved it! Yeah, I know, but imagine if Tony Blair had done that. I think it's racist. Well, I, think, he... I think Barack Obama's a racist. No. Yeah, I've said it. There, I've said it. I've said what we're all thinking. He's a massive racist. It was the, it was the modern version of Ich bin ein Berliner. Oh, for crying out. He was expressing out. his solidarity with the Jamaican people. But if Tony Blair had done that? They'd have loved if, it. If David Cameron had done that? Well, they'd have loved it. If Ed Miliband had done that? If, if Farage had done that? Good morning. Are you watching the video now, Kelly? Oh, are you just laughing at that? I thought you'd... That was, the face, you. that was the face I was expecting from someone who's watched the video of the sweary countdown I've just posted. Oh, no, I will watch that. Honestly, it's, it's NSFW. Not safe for work, but... Um, but it's funny. That's the, the face you pulled then is the face I was expecting you to pull when you saw it. But did that. you see the Barack Obama one? Yes, I he did. He's so good. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't, know, I don't know if that's appropriate. I like him. They loved it. Did you hear the uproarious applause? If he'd have closed down Guantanamo Bay like he'd said he was going to do it eight years ago, then maybe I'd like him a little bit more. Oh. Yeah, guys. It's the only politics I can do, American politics at the moment. Yeah. Got my finger on the trigger. I'm ready, ready (laughs) to make love. I would so love to see Farage in Jamaica. Wagwan, Jamaica. Wagwan, Jamaica, with a big fat one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Justin. Yes, boss. How you doing, fella? Yeah, I'm okay. Um, by beef? the way, um, well, no, no beef. It sounds no, like you got beef, mate. No beef this morning. I'm, t- I'm just going to flag up. Um, fans of Big Holes, uh, oh. in around an hour's time, we yeah. have a story. And in 20 years of reporting for the BBC, I have never seen anything like it's this. It's amazing. This big hole that has developed in communal gardens in Leavesden. Now, yesterday you suggested to me that it was emanating some kind of evil. 
some sort of ancient evil. Well, it does look evil, trust me. I was, it's not very often again that, that I go to a story and I'm utterly terrified. This hole had a presence. A child was jumping on the grass mm. and the parents came out and thought, hmm, that seems to be moving. Next thing you know, the dad has jumped on it himself. His leg has gone through it. This must be a 20-foot hole. Well, we're calling it a hole. It's a well. We, How nobody was seriously injured, if not killed, I will never know. We'll hear more about this in an hour. Speaking of holes, a widow livened up her husband's funeral by hiring strippers to gyrate around his coffin. There's a picture of the girls. Wow. Uh, they're in uh, knee-length PVC boots. One's got PVC pants and a bra on. One has a little skirt on. One could be wearing horny, de horny uh, devil horns. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. The two exotic dancers in undies and boots even sprawled themselves on the casket to the Maroon 5 hit, Moves Like Jagger. I've never <laughs> seen him move like that. <laughs> Mrs Yan said her husband had an eye for the ladies and she wanted his last journey to be one he would have enjoyed. Gosh. Why didn't she do that for him when he was alive? Maybe she didn't, that's what killed him. <laughs> Hiring strippers at funerals... This is in Taiwan. Hiring strippers at funerals began when crime gangs took over the Taiwanese mortuary business. They offer cut-price dancers to grieving relatives, get this, who use them to improve the turnout. So hang on, yeah. So hang on. One, crime lords are running the mortuary business. That could be a really easy way to get rid of bodies, couldn't it? Yep. yep. And two, improve the turnout, because you wouldn't go otherwise. I mean, uh... Speaking of... I, I don't know, have you got anything for Justin to do? I've got a couple of ideas, but nothing particularly... Say, um, the most unusual thing you've ever seen at a funeral. We did we did weird funerals the other way. Let me just... There's another... While well, Catherine's... Look, I've got well, a couple was, of ideas. There but was this th thing about the phone going off during the... Uh, uh, what's her name? Thingy's uh, phone went off on telly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When's your phone gone off? Well, yep. I well, mean, everyone's well, phone's gone off, haven't they? I, I've seen many phones go off during funerals, believe it or not. Oh, oh yeah, I've seen people texting. Could you make that work, Just? I think so, yeah, no problem. All right, well, but while you're doing that, listen to this. This, is, this, is, this sounds like the worst concert of all time, yeah. and I'm not talking about Altman, 1969. A host of the nation... This is a VE Day concert. A host of the nation's favourite stars have been announced to perform at a concert to mark the 70th anniversary of VE Day. Status quo, Catherine Jenkins and Elaine Page. Oh. Other stars include Blue. What? Jamelia. Hey. And Alfie Bow. Wow. Oh. Tickets are £36.75. It sounds awful. And will be broadcast on Saturday the 9th live on the BBC One. That sounds great. Great. I am setting my VHS video recorder <laughs> to record that. <laughs> Justin. Yeah. Speak to you in a bit. Ta -ta. Yeah, Kelly Betts. Who's this Alex Holmes in me playing order? I've never heard of him. Is he one to watch? What? BBC introducing. She. Ah. Oi. Hey. Girls can use she boys' names now. She is a singer, songwriter, slash producer, slash very talented female being. Um, her song Heaven has been added to our playlist for a week, and you can play it right now. your style the green on the ground has been and gone but i'm here all year long what i learned under the sun how it was when we just begun and what i'd give 
That's Alex Holmes. Uh, you can hear more of her. You can hear more of her on BBC Introducing and other unsigned artists as well. We've got a minute, Catherine. Saturday, eight o'clock. Britain's best. Produced love by Kelly Betts, who's brilliant. Britain's best love midday meals. Right. Yeah. The French love coco van. Sorry. The Italians gorge on pasta. Yeah. The Spanish like a bit of tapas. What's this for? Mid, mid- lunchtime. Yeah. What yeah. do we like in this country? Oh, um, what? Um, uh, uh, Greg's. Think of the beigest, beigest butter you could ever think of. Cheese. Cheese sandwich. Oh, yes, if you're offering. Yeah. Do you know cheese what? and a little bit of mayo if you got some no, in no, no. there. Do you know what I like? Cheap white bread. Cheap white bread. Of course bread. you do, mate. Plastic cheese. You don't have to emphasise that, the cheapness of your bread. It's, it's, it's obvious from your accent. Oh. Yes. Go on, continue. Anyway, that's what I like. I like do you know it what? plain. No. I don't like it. I like it unadorned. I like a little bit of Warburton's, not because Stallone's advertising it, although it's reminded me I do like the bread. Um, you got butter on there. You got your cheese. You grate your cheese. You get more bang for your buck. Yeah. Mayonnaise. Um, oh, what the hell? Put a little bit of lettuce in there and a little bit of pepper. Mm, cut it as a triangle. Beautiful. Oh my goodness, you're so posh. I'm, I'm a very, very, very posh gentleman. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 is busy southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's starting to get very busy between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And it's also looking slow in Brickett Wood on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. In Borehamwood on the A1 southbound, that's very slow from the Holiday Inn towards Stirling Corner. And on the trains, there's no major delay showing up at the moment. But if you're heading into London, the London Underground has the Piccadilly line of minor delays between King's Cross and Pancras and Cogbusters. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. 
08459 555555 if you want to take part in the show. We heard the bits and pieces that we're talking about. You can, of course... I can never emphasise this enough. Call in about any old rubbish. There's nothing you want to have a chat about, then you're more than welcome to. Or you can text. We'll be doing the text in a minute, Catherine. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. Oh, they're going to do. Thank you. 81333. Start your text, 3CR. We'll talk more after the news. Here's Simon. Don't talk to me about monkeys. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, the headlines, opposition parties in TV election debate, transport police cracking down on sexual harassment and Watford maintain promotion challenge. BBC Three Counties Radio. The second and final televised election leaders debate will be broadcast tonight on BBC One. It's for opposition parties, Labour, UKIP, the Scottish and Welsh Nationalists and the Greens, as Chris Mason explains. That debate will last for an hour and a half and then there'll be half an hour afterwards where the Conservatives and the Liberal Democrats do get to say that piece. Some might conclude that that is something of a, a dog's dinner, but I think it's it's the essence of compromise in that you had all of the broadcasters and lots of political parties all wanting to come to some sort of agreement on debates. Uh, the agreement was a rather messy one, but I suppose at least there was an agreement. British Transport Police are encouraging people to report sexual harassment on public transport. The police say they've strengthened investigations of sexual offences and detection rates are now on the rise. Nearly two and a half thousand incidents have been reported since the project launched. Arrests have been made and stolen bikes seized in a police crackdown against nuisance motorcyclists in Houghton Regis and Luton. It comes after concerns were raised on BBC Three Counties Radio that the Bedfordshire force wasn't taking the problem seriously enough. More from Matt Lockwood. 24 police officers and two off-road bikes were involved in the crackdown on Tuesday and Wednesday. Two arrests were made in the parkside area of Houghton Regis and two stolen bikes were also seized. Beds police say this won't be the last crackdown and they want to hear from the public if off-road bikers are still causing a nuisance. Police in Glasgow who are searching for a missing nurse say they found human remains at a farm on the outskirts of the city. A 21-year-old man has been arrested. Karen Buckley was last seen at a nightclub in Glasgow in the early hours of Sunday morning. A former councillor who backed the decision to allow a serial rapist to work as a taxi driver in Milton Keynes is up for election. Robin Bradburn is standing for the Liberal Democrats in the Bradwell Ward. Luton Rugby Club say the memory of a player who died in a car crash on the A6 last year will live on. An inquest heard yesterday that Mark Davey was killed while racing his Audi near the Wixoms. Rugby Club chairman Mark Turner says the 33-year-old had a positive outlook which rubbed off on the rest of the team. They remember him smiling all the way through. Everything that everyone says was his smile and it was kind of infectious whether it was training, after training, in the bar, after a game. It was with a smile, and I think that's probably something that's come through not only his time here, but also his personal life as well, and his business life. There was a smile there, and that's how we as a club want to remember him. In sport, Watford are back up to third in the championship, just a point behind the leaders. Pogrediora goes for goal from 35 yards out, punched away by Tyler. Abdi drives in the rebound! Albert Abdi seals the three points for Watford! Nottingham Forest.
Palace 1, Watford 3. And Dagenham midfielder Joss Labadee has been banned for six months by the FA after biting the Stevenage captain Ronnie Henry in a match at the Lamex Stadium last month. The weather cloudy with sunny intervals, cooler than yesterday, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. So, talking about what uh, British Transport Police are doing um, in regards to people touching people up on trains and things. Alps and Regis in the bikes. Also, good and bad detectives. Homes and Bones never did it for me. Got a soft spot for the Chinese detective, although I don't remember ever watching... An episode. No, do you know what? I did watch one episode of The Chinese Detective. Why? Because a picture I drew was used in the background of it. Yeah, that's right, yeah. You couldn't see it. There's like loads of other kids' pictures in it as well. The Chinese Detective. When we learned, what we learned this morning, Catherine Boyle used to go out with The Chinese Detective. Beautiful. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. considerate man no that's is he not, gentle that's not it is he gentle that's not was it. he a gentleman i don't man? know david yip well in I, any I, sense well in that case because i showed you a picture of him and you went yeah i used to go out with him no no i didn't i said i used to go out with someone whose uncle went for his part oh, and decided not to sounds get like it. you went for his part <laughs> and decided not to do it because he didn't want to be typecast as a chinese man as a chinese what with him being chinese and stuff uh, what are the Texas saying, mate? Texas are saying all sorts. Do hey. you really want to hear it? Yes, I do, actually. Um, they didn't like the ice cream man. Uh, Marie and oh. Simpson, please play some decent music. A, oh. ice cream man, dreadful. Oh. Ian, was that Nickelback, says Maff in Hanslow. Oh, Maff. Really? I Matthew. thought you'd like that, Maff. Matthew. Zasha says, I'm finally part of a club. I listen between six and yes. seven. Woohoo. We're going to get laminated passes. We're going to come up with a name for it. It's, 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 if you, loads of people tuning in now. Where have you been for the last hour? You missed the best first hour ever. It's the best part of the show. And you missed a song that has really divided people. I say divided. Most people have fallen on the it's irritated me side. I But there's it. still a division. Uh, we need a password, I think, so that we can let each other know when, whether we were listening between six and seven. Bunchan. Well, it's too late now. You've said it to the ones after oh, 7 o'clock. Okay, well, right, we'll have to um, think of a different one. Uh, I've nicknamed my middle two children Horace and Doris. Why have you done that? They're both girls, mate. Says Dave from Hartford. Morning, Their Dave. real names are Ryan and Kaylee. Oh, if you don't give your kids a middle name, you're a bad parent and social services should be involved. Mm. I'm finding it really difficult to believe that Justin has never seen a giant hole before, says Phil. <laughs> what about the one that appeared in Hemel last year? What are you laughing at? I'm making up my own show in my head. Yeah. And the best detective, says Snuffers, is Jessica Fletcher of Murder, She Wrote. Funny, incisive and wears a pair of slacks oh, with a plomb. I would like to have seen her and it couldn't have happened because, it, well, it could have happened. They, they, they could have used split-screen technology. Her and Father Dowling investigates, teaming up with Monk and diagnosis oh, murder. my grand used to love Monk. What, what a daytime that would be. He was like on the spectrum, wasn't he? That yes. Was his, his, that was his thing. Every, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to detail every... Dete where's my pen? I need a pen. We're going to detail... You mean where's my pen that yeah, I gave you? I you know. already lost it. All right, mate, calm down. We're going to detail every detective's gimmick, right? This is what we're going to do. I need a bit of paper. Hang on a So, Chinese detective... So, no, sorry, I'm going to write down detective... There, and then, and then gimmick here. Yeah. Chinese detective is his name. Gimmick, Chinaman. 
Uh, Monk is the name of the detective. Gimmick, Spectrum. We'll, we'll carry on with that. There we go. That's what we're going to do. Poirot. Moustache. Tash. Yeah. And Poirot. Belgian. Poirot is, well, I'm going to go for Tash. The Tash is the thing, tash I think. The we'll do that. We'll play that game. Uh, the, the detectives and um, uh, their gimmicks. 08459 455555. <laughs> Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now. Oh, blimey. Our next guest is a proper detective, I just realised. Trains are hardly the most roomy of environments and some dodgepots have been exploiting this for far too long. Some thoroughly unpleasant things happens on trains. Happened to me as a young man. People go, oh, you were a bloke. But no, I was a 15-year-old naive lad in London getting touched up by some drunk pervert. It was horrible. And nobody did anything to step in. Uh, terrifying. Well, police, uh, British Transport Police are teaming up with the Everyday Sexism Project to get women to text them if a bloke gets too close and hands-on, something they believe goes unreported in 90% of cases. Richard Mann is a detective superintendent with British Transport Police. Uh, good morning, Richard. Good morning. And, of course, it is primarily women, but it does, it does happen to blokes as well, doesn't it? I think it can. It can happen to all age groups, but um, primarily we're aware of it happening to women. We've been doing lots of work with some interest groups, national advocate groups, and certainly the majority of victims do appear to be professional women. Why do... I mean, what is it about a, a, a tube or a train that, um... I, I guess it's the close proximity. Is that one of the things that, 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 that makes some people think this behaviour is um, uh, uh, acceptable? I, I think it is. It's a, it's a unique environment, really. There, there is the close proximity. Sometimes during peak periods, the trains are quite crowded. There's the movement on the train that can be used to disguise or make what is a deliberate act appear accidental. And it, it's the fleeting nature, I think, of people coming together who are actually quite anonymous. And people going about their business, trying to get from A to B as quickly as possible to do their work, don't really pay much attention to what's happening to everybody else around them. Opportunism. I wonder as well how many people this has happened to, but they've been unaware that this has happened to them, or they've kind of thought, oh, no, that can't be that, that can't be what I'm thinking it is. Well, I think that's right. Some people try and maybe block it out of their mind and think, well, that can't be happening. But from some of the safety and security surveys that have been carried out, mainly in relation to London, we, we think somewhere in the region of one out of seven female commuters has been subjected to unwanted, unwelcome sexual behaviour. And less than 10% of those people report it to the police. One in seven? Yeah. That's a terrifying figure. Well, it, it's a huge figure. I mean, on the spectrum, it's all types of activity. That yeah. could include such as um, unwelcome comments, verbal harassment, leering. Um, but then, you know, we are talking about um, sexual assault, sexual touching. And let's not trivialise it. It's not touching up. It's, it's criminal behaviour. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this text number, what's the, what's the, the text? It's 61016, isn't it? What, 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 how does that work? Well, if people wanted to make a discreet report, and the aim of our campaign, which is report it to stop it, is to try and increase and make it easier for people to report the matter. We understand not all women might want to go all the way down the criminal justice route in terms of going to court, but if we can increase our intelligence, the information, the reports, then that will help us tackle the problem. So you can dial 101, which is the police. You can text British Transport Police on our text service, which is 61016. Or indeed, call British Transport Police on 0800 40 
And how would it work if I'm if I'm on um, uh, the, the train from Reading to to, to London and um, somewhere between you know Slough and Ealing Broadway, something inappropriate happened, or if a woman's in that situation and something inappropriate happens and she sends a text, I mean, can she expect the police to to, to, to greet them off as they get off at Paddington? How would it work? If, if that's feasible, we can do that, and certainly there will be a text back asking whether or not it's okay to phone in the circumstances where the individual is at oh, the moment, see, yeah. or what actually they want us to do, but certainly it may be that actually people just want to text anonymously and don't want to give their details but nevertheless, that is vital information because it will help us build up a picture of offending, patterns of offending and whilst it's opportunistic we, we think actually it's not it, it's deliberate, Yeah, it's not drunken behaviour, it's almost predatory behaviour and it does seem that actually there's a core number of individuals who are targeting the transport system in order to carry out these sexual assaults. Uh, how long has the text number been going for? And, and, and do you have any idea of how many texts you've received? It's increasing. It's been going now for um, just over a year. The campaign builds on some work that we've been doing in London under the um, previous name of Project Guardian. And that's been with the Metropolitan Police and Transport for London. And over two years, that's increased our number of reports by 25% in total around um, sexual offences and unwanted sexual behaviour mm. on the trains, tube and buses in London. Um, well, I, I, you know, I wish you the best of luck with it, Richard. You know, I, I hope I, I, that figure of, of... Just say that again. One in seven women have, have potentially... They've reported that they've been subjected to un, unwelcome, oh. unwanted sexual behaviour. Female commuters... One in seven. Uh, Richard, listen, best of luck. Thank you very much. Uh, Richard, I have to ask, it behoves me to ask you, you are a detective superintendent. Do you have a gimmick? I'm not sure about a gimmick. I was, I was thinking of my programme, and it used to be that, um, the village where half the population got murdered. Oh, with, was it Mr Barnum? Was it oh, yeah, it's Barnum, yeah. Yeah, Barnaby, was Barnaby, it? Barnaby, Barnaby that, that was it. the fella. Yeah. All right, Richard, listen, nice to talk to you. Thank you very much. You're a good sport. Richard Mann, detective superintendent with British Transport Police. Um, that figure's uh, knocks me for six, well, isn't it? Well, what should knock you for six is they're the ones that report it, yeah. one in seven. I think it happens much more frequently and people just kind of Oh, I bet on the tube, I bet know. on the tube, and I'm not, you know, this happens and all. But the tube, if you've been on the tube at um, half past seven, eight o'clock in the morning, you are literally rammed in and you, you know that there's someone's getting their jollies out of, out of that. And yeah. you think, well, was that a bag? Does he need to stand quite so close? Yeah. Does he need to put his arm there? I yeah. Mean, I've had situations as well with the, you know, the leg spread thing is a thing. Oh, well they, the bloke sits there with his legs wide open, yeah. everything's on display, yes. But I've had a situation where I've had my legs sort of caught between someone else's. And a rock I and thought, a hard place. Well, a rock he's and a hard kind of, place. he's kind of, I don't know, it's just a space invasion thing. Yeah. How would you quantify oh, that? Game. How would you, yeah, it's exactly it's, And what, what I do in those situations, and it's different for me as a bloke, is I, I then play knee wars. I'm not having that. I'm t I, I, I take my space back. I reclaim my land. But the thing is, it's so subtle, you can't wait, you wonder whether you're also, when being they touchy about it. Not when they uh, just kind of got their legs open next to you, but when they're opposite you. Yeah. That's a power but th thing. That's exactly that's what I'm talking about. Thing. Having my knees caught between his legs virtually. Yeah. It's kind of daring me to say something. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, wait. What's the phone number? I forgot. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. And the text? Uh, eight one three double three. Okay, so so far we've got the Chinese detective, is his name. His gimmick is he's a Chinaman. Mm -hmm. We've got Monk, is the detective. Uh, the gimmick is he's on a spectrum. Mm -hmm. We've got Poirot, is a detective. His gimmick is he's a tash. He's got a tash. Yeah. Um, Holmes and Bones. 
Holmes has got the hat and the, and the pipe. Their gimmick is they are lovers. No, they're not. Oh, come on! It's so obvious! What other detectives is it? Uh, Charlie Chan. Oh, another Chinaman. Another Chinaman. But very rarely played by a Chinese man. Exactly. Normally Bo- played by, um, what, Peter Sellers? Yeah, bowler hat yeah. and number one son. Number one what son. What was his name? What was number one son's actual I don't think name? That, they, didn't have a, they didn't have a name. It was just number one son. Yeah. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Uh, detectives and their gimmicks. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the N25 anti-clockwise, it's quite busy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. On the M1 southbound, it's slow from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. On the A1 southbound, it's building up from the St Neers Junction to the Black Hat roundabouts. And in Milton Keynes on the A421 standing way, it's starting to look a bit busier at the Kingston roundabout where the roadworks are, so expect some delays there this morning. On the train departure board, there are no major delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, I've just added... Thank you, Sammy. I've, I've just added a second column to this. You're right, Catherine. I, I, you're right. Detective's name. Gimmick one. Gimmick number two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Scratch the rest of the show. We got this. Holmes, his gimmick number one is his deer stalker. Gimmick number two, he's boring. Kojak, gimmick number one, he's bald. Gimmick number two, the lollipop. 7.16, it's Thursday the 16th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. British Transport Police are encouraging commuters and rail travellers in the Three Counties to report sexual harassment. Arrests have been made and stolen bikes seized in a police crackdown against nuisance motorcyclists in Houghton Regis and Luton. And Watford remain in contention for automatic promotion to the Premier League after a 3-1 win at Nottingham Forest. Oh, boy, Manu Kenny, stay there. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Great, um, this is great comment from Jeff, Jeff Crapes on Twitter. Cadfile. Oh, yes. His brother, his gimmick was? He was a monk. There we go. Now, a daytime show with him and monk would blow students and pensioners' minds. Double monk. Double <laughs> Uh, Nick says, um, best detective with a gimmick? Oh, man. Inch high private eye. What was his? He was an inch high. Was he? Yeah. Oh. Why didn't he say? <laughs> Manu! Hey, morning, Ian. Morning, Manu. What you got for us? Uh, have you seen True Detective? Uh, no, no, I haven't seen this True Detective television series. I hear it's excellent. Yeah, absolutely excellent. Uh, Rustin do they, Cole. Do they travel get- through time? No, they don't. It's it's set across different time periods. It follows the careers of two detectives over about 20, 30 years. So are they uh, really old at the end? Yeah. Aye, OK. 
But it's done brilliantly. Uh, Matthew McConaughey just blows it out of the water. It's amazing. I, I'm never going to watch, and an, uh, I'm never going to watch a box set or a long-running American television series ever again. I've, I've, I've had my heart broken too many times by disappointing endings, but... This one is not like that, dude. You need to watch this. Dude, this dude, is... dude, but you don't know what the ending's going to be. The ending will let you down. You'll waste six seasons no, of your life. Is it? It's, so each season is a different story following different detectives. Oh. So season one is a complete, it's like a book, it's a different story. It's like a book, but you don't have to read it. Hmm, I'm interested. <laughs> I'll have a little look, man. What else you got for us? So Rustin Cole, his gimmick is he's absolutely miserable and he thinks the world is a miserable, miserable place. I like I it. Yeah. Well, it is. He's right. It's a miserable, miserable place. And don't forget Inspector Gadget. <laughs> well, hang on. What was his gimmick? I have to do another 25 columns for Gadget. Yeah, he was just... Uh, Penny is... Uh, what was it? His niece, I guess? And the dog? They're the well, ones that helped him out. Well, no, but that's he not just... his gimmick. Those are his... Oh, man, those are his sidekicks. That's a completely different thing. You can just file all the gimmicks okay. under gadgets. Yeah, gadgets. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you got, we're not including sidekicks. That's a phone-in for a different day, Manu. Yeah, no, fair Thank enough. you, fella. Good call. Kenny's in St Albans. Good morning, Kenny. Oh, good morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks, boss. What have you got for us? Good. Uh, no, I was just listening to your programme, and uh, it reminded me of uh, many years ago when I used to work for the BBC. We actually did... Uh, did the episode with David Yip, the Chinese detective. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I did not think this would ever happen to me. We've got somebody Thank who worked on the Chinese detective. Yeah. <laughs> what did you What did you do for the Beeb, Kenny? Uh, electrician. Oh right. What? What? So hang on. Did you work on on the whole series of the Chinese detective, or just one? Yeah, most of them. Fantastic. Most of the ones that involved locations. What was What was David Yip like? He was a really nice guy. No, yeah. He's down to earth. Yeah, yeah. Very nice guy. And he what? did, um, yeah, no, it was nothing. Yeah. I don't really remember the Chinese detective. It was a little, I'm guessing, what, about 82? Right about that. Yeah, yeah, I was a little bit too young to watch that kind of stuff. Um, and so the, the, the gimmick was literally, he was Chinese. Yeah, yeah. And he'd go around solving crimes in England. Yeah. Beautiful. Do you ever remember Hazel with Nicholas Ball? Sorry? Hazel, that was another detective oh, program. Oh, you know what? That's ringing a very Nick, faint, dis- distant bell. Yeah, Nick, Nick Ball used to be in it. And I suppose his gimmick was his hair. He looked a bit like Ed Burns, that used to be um, the young one in sort of um, Sunset Strip. Hang on a minute. You're, God, you're an old man, Kenny. Forget I am me. an old man, yes. Hang on, TV detective. So Hazel rings a very, very faint bell. Yeah, Nicholas Ball, that oh, was. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, OK, vaguely. What other stuff did you work on? Christ, I'm still working on stuff now. Really? <laughs> yeah. What did you work on for the Beeb? Do you remember? Uh, the Beeb, we did. Um, I mean, there were so many pro- different programs. That I was. I used to be an electrician, obviously. That, uh, that went out with, on location with, um, with the truck, yeah. and uh, it was great fun. But there was. I mean, I did um, Tenko. Do you remember Tenko? I do remember Tenko. Now listen, I've worked on film and TV sets. You electricians. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you electricians don't say that. Like. No, no, come on, Kenny. We're the soul of the earth, you know. No, you're the laziest, biggest bunch of chances in the TV and film industry. <laughs> Does it, has the union let you make this phone call, Kenny? The union's paying for it. Because <laughs> 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 uh, with the greatest of respect, I have worked with electricians and I've worked with some very nice electricians, but there's, the, the catchphrase, of course, is, well, it's not my job. Um, 
I know things have changed so much. Yeah, I know. Yeah, every, everybody does everybody's job. Uh, do you know what, Kenny? There's, there's probably a chance at some point you might have worked with my old man when, uh, when he was doing stuff for the BBC. Uh, thank you, Kenny. Uh, what, what are you working on now? Uh, I just finished um, a commercial for um, uh, Tesco Mobile. Oh, blimey. Hmm. And how's it going? Are you getting plenty of work, or is it a little bit tough? Oh yeah, I mean now I'm, I'm 65 last year, so I don't want to do too much of it. You get, get those get those young uh, best boys climbing up that ladder. <laughs> Kenny, I really appreciate your call. Thank you, mate. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Bye bye. Uh, let's go to Biggers. Morning, Biggers. Hang on a minute. Oh, flip it. Yeah. Thanks for calling, Biggers. Now, 08459 455 555. They were a gang of detectives. They weren't even detectives. They were just um, stoners on the hunt for pizza, weren't they, the Scooby-Doo gang? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, Morse... Spoke only in dots and dashes. Cracker had cheese on his... What, are you, what on earth are you talking about, David? I don't think you've quite grasped this, David. <laughs> I don't think you've quite grasped this yet. Uh, have we got any Texas before I yeah, crack on? we have. Give, us, give, us, give me three of the best Texas. All right, then. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Claire and a number of other people, including... Uh, no, Claire got there first. No, Dawn got there... F- no, Anonymous got there first, then Dawn, then Claire. Anyway, they're all saying Columbo uh, with the Mac and the I... Yeah, well, I don't know. You can't include the eye. Because it was originally offered to Bing Crosby, the part. And he, he had proper eyes. So I'm not including the eye. I'm including what the about Mac. the Mac and the Hunch? He always had a hunch. No, 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 no. I no. got a hunch. Oh, I thought you meant that. Uh, yeah. Um, no. Yeah, the Mac and the Hunch. No, no, no. I'm going to I'm gonna say the Mac and his wife. What? His wife. He was oh. always talking about Mrs. Columbo. You never see her. Oh, I mean, Mrs. Columbo. I don't believe in Mrs. her. Mrs. Columbo was a great fan of your work, so I don't know if you could sign this. Oh, interesting. I noticed you're right with your left hand. The killer, though. As left-handed as well. Uh, Dawn also suggests Kojak, the old lollies. Yeah, well, he's, got two, he's got two gimmicks. He's bold, gimmick number one, and the lollipop is gimmick number two. Yeah. Oh. He's Jennifer Aniston's uncle. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. I'll buy that. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Here we go. been made and stolen bikes seized in a police crackdown against nuisance bikers in Houghton, Regis and Luton. It comes after concerns were raised on BBC Three Counties Radio that the force wasn't taking the problem seriously enough. Well, Phil Calvey lives in Houghton, Regis and tipped us off about the police crackdown in the town. Morning, Phil. Morning. So how did you find out about this? Uh, well, I called the police a few a couple of weeks ago and they left a message on my phone yesterday, a couple of days ago, saying they were doing a crackdown that day. Oh, oh, OK. So, yeah, so they, they didn't phone back and say, Phil, listen, we can't say anything, but just make sure you st- keep your doors locked on Monday. No. Uh, these bikes have been a real nuisance, haven't they? What, what stuff have you seen? Well, we've been living there for two years and it's been a nuisance all the time we've been there. I mean, last year I went to three council surgeries Email pictures, made a list of every offence we heard, nothing was done. This latest police crackdown, then, it's a good thing, isn't it? It's good, but it's only a flash in the pan, and they'll do nothing else for a while then. I mean, actual fact, we, I spoke to a councillor a couple of weeks ago, we don't have a single police officer, constable, in Houghton Regis. We only have PCSOs. But then that's, well, that's the same in a lot of places, though, Phil, isn't it? And, and, and having a single copper walk in the streets probably isn't going to stop... Houghton Regis is a big place. It's not going to stop the idiots going around on bikes, is it? No, but they should do more response. They should, you, you would at least expect a police officer in the town. 
on duty. Well, I don't know if you would these days, Phil, being, being completely honest. I, I don't know. I, I, call, call in and correct me if I'm wrong on this, please, dear listener. I don't know many how many towns do have a police officer anymore. And I'm not saying that's I'm not, you know I'm not saying that's a good thing necessarily or a bad thing. It's, it just seems to be the way uh, that it's gone, isn't it? With 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 cuts and things like that. We're going to be speaking to the police a little bit later on. Um, th- this another op- problem. Another go, thing is, go on, Phil. What, what, what they want to do is get catch them and crush the bikes. Maybe give them a fine. Well, if they can't afford to pay, that's a waste of time. And crushing the bikes creates, in my view, more crime because they'll then just go out and steal another one. Well, uh, what, what do you want to see done then? Well, I'd just like to see more officers on the beat. And these, these police coppers, these two coppers on these um, off-road bikes get out and about more, not just be a flash in the pan. But, the th- but, the, but I, I would suggest, and I'm, listen, Phil, if you listen to the show regularly, you know I'm not all, always on the police's side on things. They, they did send a load of people, didn't they, this, this week? Yeah, they did. They, I mean, they, they, I'm trying to get the... Um, uh, two sergeants, three response officers, a vehicle examiner, 15 PCSOs and two officers on, uh, on off-road bikes. So they, they sent a lot of people. And uh, we're going to speak to the chief inspector later on. Um, I would be very, very surprised if this was a one-off. Yeah, I mean, I hope it isn't. I really do. I'll uh, make it a regular thing, but sort of, like, you know, off the cuff, just without warning or anything, that'd be great. And I think that's the... Uh, anyway, li- listen, I'm going to speak to the coppers a bit later on, Phil, and I- I'll put that to them. But uh, but Because it, 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 we, we were getting a bit stroppy, saying, well, why aren't they going out and doing stuff? Why aren't they going out and doing stuff? And it turns out, actually, they had quite a big operation planned, um, possibly as a result of this show, I don't know. Um, and they didn't want to... definitely a result of this show. Well, the re- a result of people like you, more, you know, more than anything, Phil, phoning um, us up, phoning them up, emailing us and uh, letting us know. Listen... Let's keep our fingers crossed. Have a listen in about uh, 50 minutes' time, because I'm going to be speaking to somebody from the police to find out, you know, if they're going to be doing more and exactly what happened this week. Um, And let's keep in touch, and let's see how this progresses. Okay, lovely. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, 08459 555555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, I'll be speaking to Inspector Gavin Hughes-Rowland a little bit later on in the show. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 southbound is slow from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to Junction 9 for Redbourne and it's also busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. On the A1 southbound there are queues from the Holiday Inn towards the Stirling Corner through Boreham Wood and also on the A1 southbound at the Black Cat Roundabout it's looking very busy all the way back from the St Neots Junction. If you're heading into London on the London Underground the Piccadilly line has minor delays from King's Cross St Pancras to Cockfosters. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. British Transport Police are encouraging commuters and rail travellers in the three counties to report sexual harassment. Arrests have been made and stolen bikes seized in a police crackdown against nuisance motorcyclists in Houghton Regis and Luton. And the Labour leader, Ed Miliband, will go head-to-head with the leaders of UKIP, the Greens, SNP and Plaid Cymru in a second televised election debate tonight. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Watford are back up to third in the Championship, just a point behind the leaders Bournemouth after a 3-1 win at Nottingham Forest. They trail second place Norwich by a goal difference of just one. Odio Nigalo and Matt Connolly gave them a 2-0 half-time lead last night before Alman Abdi sealed the win after Forest went down to ten men. Here's Watford manager Slavisa Jukanovic. We opened the game very well, we scored the, the goal. We have uh, some grey moment in uh, 20 minutes in second half, but at the end uh, we scored uh, one goal more and uh, finish the game. I must to be, be happy with this situation today in the game. And Forest boss Doogie Friedman says Watford were more clinical. Listen, I'm disappointed with the result, you know, so I won't mess around with, with, with that statement. I felt tonight that we had our opportunity to win the game. The difference was, you know, they are more ruthless than us right now. A League Two player has been banned for six months by the FA after biting the Stevenage captain Ronnie Henry in a match at the Lamex Stadium last month. Dagenham midfielder Joss Labadee was accused of biting Henry on the hand, his second biting offence after being banned for ten games last season. Luton have confirmed they will appeal against striker Paul Benson's red card on Tuesday night. The three-match ban would mean Benson missing the remaining three matches of the regular season. And Wickham defender Alfie Mawson has been shortlisted for the League Two Player of the Year award. England's cricketers will resume on 116 for three in their second innings on day four of the first test in Antigua. They lead the West Indies by 220. Bowler James Treadwell believes England are in the driving seat. I think we're in a reasonably strong position as we are. That partnership at the end sort of got us into a decent position. Was it 220 or whatever, with um, two days to place? You know, look to get that first hour out of the way and you know, build a sizeable lead and then assess where we go and how long we think we need to bowl them out. And Hemel Hempstead's Max Whitlock says he's disappointed to miss the all-around competition at the European Gymnastics Championships in France. The Olympic medalist has glandular fever. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, Ian. Yeah, rain in Houghton Regis, the home of the off-road motorcycle. Oh, I know. <laughs> how, how long have you been there for? Well, I've lived here in this house for just over 27 years. Right, and what's, uh, and what's the situation like? It's, well, you know, it's, I might be like uh, living next to Donington Park, you know. Oh, it, um, you've got motorbikes up all the time. I remember, you know, we didn't have children when we first moved here, and because the motorbikes were going up and down, I had an old age pensioner neighbour who used to run out and take pictures of them and send them to the police. Nothing was ever done about it, and his son was a policeman as well, oh, and uh, you know, they sort of saying it as if it's like a bit of a new thing, but it, it's not. It's gone on for so long, they've never done anything. When I ring up, they say, oh, are they wearing a helmet? <laughs> you know, are they wearing a helmet? Oh, I don't know. I didn't ask her, you know. But the thing is, we, and my husband and I have discussed it, they could have caught them so easy. We, we walk our dog down the field, they're all sitting in a crowd at the bottom of the field on their bikes, yeah. and my husband goes past and goes, alright, lads, they go, yeah, alright, then he said all they've got to do is plain clothes go down there you know <laughs> they could nick them so easy but they run round in vans how are they going to collect catch them running around here in vans let me play devil's advocate lorraine yeah yeah go on then <laughs> is it really that bad it's just some young people letting off a little bit of steam oh, is it really God. that bad yeah it does get bad sometimes I, I i got really stressed out when my kids were young because i could walk we could walk out of our front gate and there could be a motorbike whizzing past that could have knocked my child down and killed them you know that's how bad it is what, on the pavement on the pavement yeah i live at a dead in a dead end and there's a there's a pathway it goes on 
onto the field, the park, and they come past my my pavement, they've come past, and they still do do it, you know. I haven't got young children now, so I don't tend to worry so much, but I did when my kids were young, uh, but my neighbours have got young children, you know, and that, that that's what's happening. And, and an old lady, a friend of mine who walks a dog, was cornered by four of these bikers with her dog. They come up and they really intimidated her and said, what are you going to do, old lady? What are you going to do? You know, and she said she picked her dog up and was really frightened. Yeah. And I said, did you phone the police? And she said, well, no, because they don't do anything. Well, this you is know? the thing. And uh, may I encourage everybody to yeah. phone the police and get it logged? Yeah, phone get the it. police. Because the police have said to us in the past, well, yeah, but we've not had that many complaints. And I know it's because people think there's no point in complaining. No. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think all the years we have complained, you think, what's the point of complaining? Well, because I, they don't do Nothing's been done. They, a, it's not seen as high priority. There is a there is a point in complaining because that means that report gets logged and it means that when we get a copper yeah. on and we can we can say but oh. people are upset oh we've not had that any complaints oh, gosh they could have over the years they must have numerous complaints of mine that I phoned up and given my I name I suggest everybody in this region uh, <laughs> uh, every single time you see something like this that's dangerous or threatening or intimidating <laughs> you phone the police know, yeah. One, yeah. 101 it don't 999 it 101 it yeah and, 101 uh, it oh yes yes and, I know that yeah report it they yeah. won't turn up probably mm. but report it get the stats up they did uh, this week though they've sent uh, two sergeants three response officers a vehicle examiner 15 pcso's and two coppers yeah. on uh, off-road bikes uh-huh yeah and uh, yeah that's very good but as i said to catherine they sent them tuesday and wednesday the kids are all back at school why didn't they come last week they were on easter holidays and they were going mad around the fields then <laughs> you know it's uh do you know what? That's an excellent question, and I'll put yes, that... Yes, uh, um, I, I wish you would, uh, yeah, put that to them. Why, yeah. why, why did they leave it till they all went back to school? But be um, listening, uh, Lorraine, listen, listen at quarter past eight, and uh, remind me to ask that question, please, Catherine. Why did they, why did they do it, why did they not do it in half term? Yeah. Pretty obvious, actually, I hadn't even thought of that. Thank you, Lorraine. Dave? Good morning, how are you? I, I'm all right, Dave, actually. I'm going to... I've decided I'm going for the beard. I'm go- oh. I was watching beard cultivation videos on YouTube yesterday. Uh, oh there's a God. guy called the Beard Doctor. He was a hipster. I liked his shirt. Does he have a medical qualification? I'm not sure. Um, and I'm going to go for a little haircut today as well, Dave. So all in all, things are looking good. Well, you've got to keep yourself smart, Ian. Got to keep yourself smart. You're right. David, what have you got for us? Uh, I've spoke to you a couple of times regarding the off-road bikes. Just a couple of little stories. I sold an exhaust from my off-road motorbike. It must have been exhausting, mate. It, it very. It would be when I tell you what happened. Big uh, Via via a certain website, and um, the guy had to travel about forty miles. I wasn't in. I said I'd leave it around the back of the house. Yeah. Just drop the money. Just drop the money through the letterbox. Oh 20, no, Dave! Only twenty five pound. I trusted someone. I know I shouldn't. Um, I may not have been in, or I may have been in. So there was no hundred percent guarantee, and it was twenty five pound. It was sitting in my garage for about four years. I just wanted to get rid of it, have a garage clear out. Obviously, you know what I'm going to say. He come round. Um, took the exhaust, no one was in, didn't leave my money. I oh. texted him about four times to say, you know, where did you leave my money? Prior to asking that question, he was texting me all the time, are you going to leave it there, are you going to leave it there? And then obviously when I texted him back saying, where's my money, where's the money? No reply whatsoever. So, you know, obviously it's still difficult to trust these young yobs. Well, I would imagine he's a young yob. It's only, um, well, it's, it, well, Dave, it, I mean, yes, it's only 25 quid you've got off lightly, but come on, Dave. Come on, Dave. You're a, you're you're a sensible uh, uh, member know. of society. We all learn. We all learn. Well, you, we are, you learn. learn not to. You might as well say just just put a sign up saying there's 25 quid round the back by the bins. If anyone wants it, just go and help yourself to it. 
You silly sausage. Why didn't you get him to pay via PayPal or something? Uh... Because uh, well, there is there is a reason there is a reason for that, but I won't tell you what that is because it it goes against uh, the rules of the oh, company Dave. that I was selling it. Dave, what you're I know, uh, can I can I put forward a scenario to you? Go on in. You were advertising on eBay. It didn't sell. You then sold it to the fellow made contact after the auction, and you sold it to him outside of the rules of eBay. Excellent. Ladies yep. and gentlemen, yep. David is a prize plum. You silly <laughs> another... sausage, I know, David. I know, I know. Well, I've learned. I'll yeah. do it again. You Good know, lad. So All right. Well done. Another thing, there is a lot of these off-road bikes. We, 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 my two kids racing a motocross club in Oxford, and um, loads of stuff on Facebook of bikes getting stolen recently. Luckily, one guy got his bike back. It was stolen oh. from his yard where he keeps it. But luckily, he was always taught... Um, to drain the fuel out of his tanks when he wasn't going to use it for a couple of weeks. So there was only oh. enough fuel in the carburetor. So, of course, they stole it, started it, but it only got 100 yards down the road, <laughs> and it ran out. And then they obviously dumped it because it was too big for them to push. Because I'd imagine they must have been young kids, yeah. and it was just too heavy for them to push. So, so they left, left it. it there. So, luckily, it's about a £4,500 bike. He did get back out of it of damage, yeah. but at least he got it back and he rode it the following week. Well, but, Dave, you are, Dave what, you are, know, what are you, Dave? I'm a prize plum. Thank you very much indeed, David. Prize plum, uh, silly sausage. Well done. <laughs> well done. Well done. My, uh, speaking, I, I was about to ask, I don't quite get the buzz of motorbikes, but my boy, who's five, he's, he's learned how to ride a bicycle. And we went out for a bike ride over um, the, in, in, like, fields near us. And the youngest was on the scooter and uh, the eldest was on his bike. It was brilliant. He was loving it. He's so good. We need to get a bigger bike. And then we stood at the top of a little hill and they're playing kicking the ball down and then trying to kick the ball back up this hill. And then my boy went, oh, imagine, Dad, imagine <laughs> imagine if I was big enough to go down there on my bike. I said, right, you are. Thank you. you know what? So <gasps> you are. He went, no. If you feel confident going down there, go down there. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But I, 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 you have my permission to go down that hill on your bike. Brilliant. And he was like... And he got really nervous and really excited, and he st he's at, stood at the top of this. He's not even that big hill. It's quite big, actually, for him. It's only five. He stood at the top of the hill, terrified. He's going, I don't want to do it! I was going, don't do it! If you don't want to do it, don't do it. You do it when you're ready. I don't want to do it! I'm going to do it! <laughs> and he went down, and the look at his, all the way down, he's screaming. And at the end, he just burst into hysterics. The first time he's ever been down a hill on a bicycle. Brilliant. And he did it again, then the third time, he, it was the third time he bottled out. And then the youngest had to do it on um, uh, on his scooter, but um, it was it was that was a magical moment. That is proper joy. I completely get magical. the mo motorbike thing. I've been on the yeah. back of motorbikes. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. You like it purring between your legs as you oh, ride around the, as you ride around the park. It takes a bit of getting used to. Yeah. Um, so when they stop, you don't bang heads together with your helmets on. Never bang helmets. But by the end, I was pretty good. I was doing that whole thing where it didn't look like I was holding on. So this was with your boyfriend, was it? Well, did you did you ever pull him off, or did it you... was with my boyfriend's best mate actually? Did you pull him off? Because it can be. Because the thing is, I've been I on the bike. I've, I've ridden pillion. You don't hold the cyclist. Well, yeah, that was a mistake I made. You hold first. exactly that would pull him off. You hold the yeah. you hold your, your seat. Yeah. I have ridden on the back of I've said this before of police uh, the, 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 these mo taxi motorbikes, mm -hmm. and they're driven by ex coppers. And um, I used to be, uh, I used to be very relaxed. It'd be very early in the morning, so I'd be very, very relaxed. And uh, I'd go, oh, it's going to on, it's so scary. And the copper would go, don't worry about it, it's fine. And I've had one copper say, ex-copper, ex-copper. Can you let go of me? No, 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 no. We're on a flat bit of road, straight bit of road. He said, do you want to see how fast this can really go? Oh! 
I went, oh, I don't really, but yes, I do. We did a ton. <gasps> I know, and I'm not condoning it, it's illegal. A long time ago. It wasn't in this country. It was, no, it was. Shh. It was, it was in London. Uh, uh, London, Argentina. Yeah. It, and I, I did it with my eyes closed. It was the most terrifying, yet exciting, yet exhilarating, yet terrifying experience of my life. It's brilliant. I think if I didn't have children and uh, someone who uh, would resent me um, spending my money on it, I would definitely get a bike. I want to be in a sidecar. Yeah, you don't see many sidecars now. My uh, great auntie Lena um, used to be the, the passenger in the sidecar. They used to get the whole family in there. So there'd be Uncle Lawrence on the bike. I think it was an old Triumph. Auntie Lena and the two kids in the sidecar. And that yeah. was their family vehicle. We've got some great detective stuff coming in, by the way. Go on. Uh, April says, Rosemary and Time, they were gardeners. <laughs> Miss Marple, gimmick, nosy old lady that drank tea. Um, Jill says Magnum had a swanky car and a big moustache. I'm, I'm not including Matt. I don't think. Well, in um, okay. Uh, I always think of the shirts first. Robbie says, "Why didn't you start this in the magic hour between six and seven? I don't think I've ever watched a detective program. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, ever. Shut up. Really? Yeah. Magnum moustache, Taggart accent, Ironside wheelchair. Are you naming yeah. drinks? No, these are detectives. Night Rider talking car. Um, Tell you what everyone's missing out. Yeah. Jane Tennyson, woman. I don't know who that is. Prime suspect. Helen Mirren. Uh, Minder, Angry sarcasm. Arthur, the last time you made an innocent inquiry, you were still waiting for your teeth to come through so that you could start lines. Minder's Minder not a detective, wasn't a detective. mate. He's, he was a minder. <laughs> Uh, they were both a little bit dodgy, weren't they? He runs out of steam towards the end there. Good good start there, Robbie, but it runs out of steam. Yeah. Uh, any Texas? Uh, yeah, loads. Loads of those. Uh, and uh, Houghton Regis as well. We'll go through the list in a little bit. We're, do we're doing detectives and their gimmicks, gimmick one and gimmick two, for some of them. Yeah. Does it... I don't think it necessarily oh, makes a better detective if there's a second gimmick. Someone suggested the singing detective. Oh, uh, yeah, we, skin, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Anyway, on the subject of bikes, Houghton Regis had better get to the root cause of these nuisance bikers. If you just crush the bikes or find them, what do you think they'll get up to next? I can't see them sitting and quietly knitting at home. And you can't lock them up whilst paedophiles are let free. Wow, that <laughs> took a turn. Yeah, I was expecting that one. Who's that from? Uh, Marcia, in Bedford. Where are paedophiles let free? Although, saying that, there is an interesting case that's not going to be uh, pursued uh, that's yeah. coming up because um, the, 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 the CPS don't think it's worth pursuing. Consult Twitter for more details. Yes, yes. <laughs> also, we've got this one. According to Ollie Martins, this is from Pat, it's a really long one. According to Ollie Martins, Houghton Regis has four PCSOs assigned, that means no police officers, no effective yeah. policing in our town, so what does he replace PCSOs with police officers? <coughs> well, what, while, what, what, according to it Ollie Martin, on. all these bikes are... Ragging around. They are. Yeah. Well, I, you know, we, we spoke to that gentleman earlier on. The, the concept of a copper in every town, I'm afraid... Well, it, it doesn't exist anymore, does it? Really? Oh, eight, four, five, nine. Are you all right, love? No, I've got a frog in my throat. Can I come and hit you really hard in the jaw? I wish someone would. Thank you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
It's busy on the M1 southbound around Junction 10 for Luton Airport turning and 9 for Redbourne. On the M25 anti-clockwise, that's very busy from Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And it's busy in Mill Hill on Watford Way, southbound from the Apex Corner to Mill Hill Circus. In Club Hill on the A6 Bedford Road, that's very slow between Back Street and the A507. And at the Black Cat Roundabout on the A1 southbound, there are delays from the St. Neots Junction. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Thursday the 16th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. British Transport Police are encouraging commuters and rail travellers in the three counties to report sexual harassment. Arrests have been made and stolen bikes seized in a police crackdown against nuisance motorcyclists in Houghton Regis and Luton. And Watford remain in contention for automatic promotion to the Premier League after a 3-1 win at Nottingham Forest. Coming up, Justin Dealey will be looking down a big hole. Before that, let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. Um, it's going to feel an awful lot cooler today than it did yesterday by around 5 to 8 degrees in many areas. There is a bit of cloud around today, but uh, some sunshine developing and staying dry as well with just a small chance of one or two isolated showers, but I think you'll be unlucky. So the big difference with today and yesterday is the temperature. We've seen a cold front go through overnight. It didn't give us any rain, but it does mean that now we are in the cool area. So whereas yesterday we got up to 24 degrees, I think today we'll be lucky to get up to 15 15 or 16 Celsius. Some places may well see 17 or 18 perhaps, which will be 64 in Fahrenheit. So a big temperature difference today, uh, but still pretty nice April day with lots of sunshine around. A bit of an easterly breeze setting up too today. Overnight tonight, then we'll see temperatures drop down to 5 or 6 degrees. So a little bit chillier than it was last night, but staying dry. And over the next few days, it's staying dry and settled. There'll be some sunshine around. Temperatures at or just above average for the time of year. So all in all, it's looking pretty nice still for April but without those sizzlingly high temperatures that we saw yesterday that's the forecast The general election on the BBC On Thursday the 16th of April I'm going to be joined by the party leaders for a live televised election debate Leaders from Labour, the SNP, Plaid Cymru UKIP and the Green Party Our studio audience are going to be asking the questions and the party leaders will debate their policies and election promises Live on air. Election 2015 on the BBC. Making it clear. Join me, David Dimbleby, for the BBC Election Debate 2015. Tonight at 8, live on BBC One and BBC One HD. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Christine, what you got for us? Hello. Um, we're hearing Kelly saying that she'd always wanted to go in a, a sidecar. Oh, yeah. Um, it brought back memories from me, because um, we used to live in Hastings. This was just after the war. Yeah. And um, my uncle's dad was a Spitfire pilot. And when he used to come down to see us on leave, he used to bring three or four of his mates with him. And they had a great big old bike. I can't remember the name of what sort it was. but And a sidecar. And they all used to pile in this and come down to see us. 
and um, they used to decide they were going to go on a pub crawl and take me with me, and they used to put me in right at the end of the sidecar. How old were you? About three or four. <laughs> well, that must have been the most exciting thing in the world. It was. It was a bit smelly, because I was where all the feet were. Aye. But, um, yeah, and I don't think I'd drunk so, many, so much lemonade and crisps in my life. How many people were in the sidecar, then? There was... Um, Four, four blokes really? and me. <laughs> I thought sidecars were tiny. Well, this one wasn't. Well, perhaps it was, I don't know, but it didn't seem to be that small. I always thought it was for the, the missus, you know, that the, the, the husband would ride the motorbike and the missus was allowed to ride in the sidecar. Well, perhaps it is nowadays, oh. but in those days, you know, it was a big old thing like the bike was. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's, it's funny. It was, it was so funny, you know, and four, four great big blokes and me stuffed down the end of this. And, but, and very brave of them, Christine, to feed you lemonade and crisps because was, there's a strong it? chance yeah. you could have puked up in there. <laughs> no, I was fine. I loved it. I bet you did. I bet as a four-year-old it was wonderful. Oh, it was. Yeah. Christine, Especially being with my uncle because I adored him. Oh, bless him. That's a brilliant story. Thank you, Christine. Okay. Appreciate your time. Thank you. I would love to have a go. Every now and then <clears throat> you'll see a sidecar, motorbike and sidecar, and you go, oh, look! Motorbike and sidecar! Um, you you, you kind of get the, the um, middle-class equivalent of that is bicycles with um, oh. with trailers in. Either trailers in the back or kind of b b things in the front that the kids but sit the in. the trailers in the back, I mean, would you want to be that no. kid? It's really no, no. low level. Low level. You, you, you're in a little bit of wood with a bit of plastic over the top and you're, you're going through a really busy town. I used to have a little um, seat on the back for my, um, my eldest when she was a toddler. Yeah. Um, and that was frightening. I mean, it's bad enough being on a bike by yourself, but when you're responsible for a child on there as well, no Thanks. I would love... These are the two things I want to do in vehicles and then I can retire. Three things. I want to get this, Justin. These are the three things I want to do. Go on. I want to ride in a sidecar wearing um, a leather helmet and goggles. <laughs> you got it. You got it, Kelly. You got it. Oh, you're mad. I want to do that. Yeah. I want to sit in a Ford Capri, yeah. be the passenger, and I want uh, it to go up on two wheels and go through a narrow alleyway. <laughs> three boxes? Yeah. Uh, we're in the boxes. I'm not so... Bo it's the going through the alleyway. You go up on a ramp, you go through the alleyway on two wheels. I don't want to be a wing walker. Oh, no. Oh, mate. Seriously? Is, you know what a wing walker is? Yeah, I know. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what a wing walker is, Kels? No. It's a fella or a lady these days. Again, I mean, helmet and goggles required. Yeah, uh, uh, where you, helmet and goggles, you go on a, 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 a biplane and you stand on top of it. Oh. As it flies. <laughs> I want to be a wing walker. Oh, no, thank you. I've got a great idea. Go on, okay. Just. Yeah, go for, on, mate. for number three there, yeah. why don't you broadcast a breakfast show live from a wing? Because um, we're not allowed to swear on the radio. Uh, well, just make sure you don't swear then. Well, Simple. Be, be on... He's the BBC version. We can go live to Wing <laughs> <laughs> and walk there. Uh, no, I don't. Actually, I genuinely don't fancy the third. I, I get a, um, a, a very upset head on uh, the waltzers at the fair. I find them very confusing. Yeah. I think it's because I'm an artist. I think I'm a very sensitive brain, yeah. Justin. Yeah, absolutely. Now yeah. listen. Holes. Mm, big you, holes. There are pictures on Facebook, pictures on Twitter. You t the funniest response to this yesterday on Twitter was there's a massive hole, right, appeared in someone's garden, uh, and it's got some tape over it, and someone tweeted, yeah, nice one, Josh, you could have done a bit of a better job with the tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, giant hole has been discovered in the garden of a block of flats in Leavesden in Watford. We say hole, this is like, this is a well. Yeah. Uh, the hole has been covered up using deck chairs. Yeah. Incredible, Justin, isn't it? Justin, you went there. Tell me what happened. Come on. This is a comic close in Leavesden in Hertfordshire. I've been to meet uh, Stephen Kempster, um, who discovered this hole slash well. 
utterly, utterly terrifying. Now, for those that, that do see the pictures on our Facebook page this morning and our Twitter page as well, well, yes, look at them, but trust me, they don't do this justice at all. Just this huge hole in the communal garden area there. It's got to be 20 foot. I'd planned to go there and do the interview from the bottom of the hole. When I got there, mm. I completely changed my mind. You bottled it, mate. I did, I now, did. There's no shame in being a massive bottler. No, yeah, I, listen, I admit I bottled it. So I met Stephen, and maybe people have got similar stories. I don't know. Here's what happened when I went to the hole slash well. Stephen, wow. Um, we're standing by this hole. I'm actually going to stand back because <laughs> now, now we've pulled everything away. That is utterly terrifying. It must be a good 20 foot deep at least. I was actually going to go down there. Um, no chance. No, you've got no hope of going down that. If anyone fell down that, they'd be seriously injured or even obviously a little child would be dead. What happened? Uh, firstly, it was a neighbour's little girl running up and down the grass. And it was just bouncy, so they thought it was fun to run past. Uh, she went to the shops with her mum and my little girl decided to do the same thing. But instead of running, she started to bounce just where it was. I see the ground start sinking further and further down and I thought, it doesn't look good. So I moved my little girl out of the way and my little boy. I decided to have a jump, which I wouldn't recommend. And as I jumped, my foot went straight through it. At first, we thought we just found a rabbit hole or something silly like that. So I tried sticking my arm down. I lifted the flap of grass that my foot went through over. And I thought, that's not good. I cannot see the bottom yeah, of this. Yeah. So I lifted it a bit further and stuck my arm in. It went right to my shoulder. My boy made a joke about it. He thought he found the Goonies hole. Yeah. Well, it, it does look like something out of the Goonies. You, yeah. You're half expecting Chunk to come up there and say, <laughs> Hey, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be quite funny. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend if anyone found a soft pat in their garden to bounce on it at all. Unless you're like me and a bit silly and you want to but, injure yourself. But who in their right mind would think that, that you'd have a hole? You can't even see to the bottom. A hole that deep in a garden. You, you wouldn't expect something like that to happen, would you? No, not at all. Um, and we've lived here 13 years. So you can imagine we've played and been in this garden for 13 years and never known this hole was here. So whether they just covered it with a bit of plywood and then flopped the grass over it, and through years it's deteriorated and <laughs> broke, broke away, which appears to be what's, what's happened. How old's your girl? She's only four, just turned four in March. So she's only a little girl. <laughs> so what next? Because at the moment you've got, well, you've got deck chairs and some plywood, some, some plywood which you, the residents, have, have put over this hole to, to keep it safe. What have the management company done about this? Um, in all honesty, nothing. They basically said it's not their responsibility. How they can say that when we pay ground rent anyway? How much are you paying a month? I believe it's £90. That's 12 flats of £90. And they're saying it's not their responsibility? Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite unbelievable, really. So what's ground rent for? <laughs> what do you pay ground rent for? But, but also, people must be scared, because if you and other people here have got young children, these communal gardens here, quite a big area of, of grass, so you must be now worried about letting your children play out here because there could be more of these. Yeah, they're not allowed to play out here at the moment, unfortunately. Bearing in mind we're getting really nice weather at the moment, we, we can't let them out here just purely for what you just said. Yeah. There's one hole here, is there another one anywhere else? Seriously, this is quite extraordinary. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this in my life. I really haven't. You, when, when you took the plywood away, I'm genuinely shocked. Yeah. And it's not often I say that. Yeah, to be honest, I, I was very shocked when I took the flap of grass from my foot where it went through away and then put the camera down and took a photo. When I looked at my own photo, I was like, my God, if my child would have fallen down that or even the next door neighbour's child who was running on it first. Because yeah. sometimes we let them play out here and we can hear them. Yeah. We're not here with them because yeah. it's quite enclosed. Yeah. 
all we really had heard was one big scream and then maybe nothing, because if they get yeah. to the bottom of that, it would have been it. Well, I mean, he, he should definitely at least get a discount on ground rent, as there is mm. less ground <laughs> to be renting. I know. It's Ian just... says on Twitter, it's not a well. Have you seen Aliens vs Predator? It's a tunnel to an ancient temple. Don't go down there, it'll kick off. Uh, it'll be interesting. I wonder if has anyone um, uh, lowered a camera with a torch on it, or a, a night vision camera, and lowered it down there? Or a uh, drone. Yeah, get, you get, we, we could fly our drone down. It'd be mm. interesting to see exactly how far it goes down and if there is anything in there. Well, it goes down, I would say, about 20 foot. I mean, after that interview, what I did to, to get the pictures was to literally put my head down the hole and put my arm down as far as it would Very possibly go. You, Very yeah, absolutely, you. with the flash on. Um, at the bottom, you can see it with the flash on, um, it looks like it's concrete. So, to me, it looks like a well. But as Stephen was saying, he's lived there for 13 years. Now, that could have been a, a really wet day, his child would have gone through that and I wouldn't fancy my chances jumping down that hole, let alone a four-year-old child. Justin, excellent stuff, mate. Speak to you later. Thank you. Ta-ra. Uh, 08459 um, We've just had one more suggestion. Forgive me, I can't remember who this is from, on uh, detectives and their gimmicks. Bergerac, he has an old car and he's in Jersey. It, the fella also said he was an alcoholic. Yeah, was I don't Bergerac, remember that bit. Was Bergerac an alcoholic? That, I... That went over my head if he was. Hey, no, no, he was I think he was uh, Mr Lover Lover, wasn't he? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the motorways, the M1 southbound's very busy from Junction 10 for the Luton Airport, Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 anti-clockwise is slow from Junction 19 for Watford towards Junction 15 for the M4. In Amersham, on the A355, it's very slow now between the A413 at Amersham and the A40 London Road at Beaconsfield. And in Stevenage on Broadhall Way, that's looking quite busy in both directions between the football ground and the A1M. On the train, there's no major delays showing up at the moment, but in London, the Piccadilly line has minor delays between Kings Cross, St Pancras and Cockfosters. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. So detectives and their gimmicks, does, do, if a detective has two gimmicks, does that necessarily make them better or does it muddy the waters a little bit? 08459 and uh, your sidecar stories, please. Let's get the news now. Here's Simon Oxley on BBC Three Counties Radio. and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, the headlines. Commuters urged to report sexual harassment. Police crack down on nuisance motorcyclists and Watford maintain promotion challenge. BBC Three Counties Radio. British Transport Police are encouraging commuters and rail travellers in the Three Counties to report sexual harassment. The police say they've strengthened investigations of sexual offences and nearly 2,500 incidents have been reported since the project launched. Detective Superintendent Richard Mann is from British Transport Police. From some of the same safety and security surveys that have been carried out, mainly in relation to London, we, we think somewhere in the region of one out of seven female commuters has been subjected to unwanted, unwelcome sexual behaviour. And less than 10% 
of those people report it to the police. Arrests have been made and stolen bikes seized in a police crackdown against nuisance motorcyclists in Houghton Regis and Luton. It comes after concerns were raised on BBC Three Counties Radio that the Bedfordshire force wasn't taking the problem seriously enough. Over 20 officers, including two on specially commissioned off-road bikes, took part in this week's operation. Houghton Regis resident Phil Calvey hopes it's not a one-off. It's good, but it's only a flash in the pan and they'll do nothing else for a while then. I mean, actual fact, we I spoke to a councillor a couple of weeks ago, we don't have a single police officer constable in Houghton Regis. We only have PCSO. The Labour leader, Ed Miliband, will go head-to-head with the leaders of UKIP, the Greens, SNP and Plaid Cymru in a second televised election debate tonight. David Cameron and Nick Clegg aren't taking part in the programme, which is being broadcast by the BBC. A former councillor who backed the decision to allow a serial rapist to work as a taxi driver in Milton Keynes is up for election. Robin Bradburn is standing for the Liberal Democrats in the Bradwell Ward. More from Toby Friedner. Mr Bradburn sat on two committees that allowed convicted rapist Nadim Kiani a taxi licence. When the news broke last year, it led to two councillors resigning from their position on the licensing committee and Mayor Saban Shafiq eventually resigning as a councillor. Mr Bradburn wasn't councillor at the time, having lost his seat during last May's election, but he now faces questions over his involvement because he's chosen to stand again. Police in Glasgow who were searching for a missing woman have found human remains at a farm to the north of the city. A 21-year-old man has been arrested in connection with the death of Irish student Karen Buckley. More than half a million families will find out this morning if their child has got a place at their primary school of choice. In some areas, the pressure on school places has increased significantly because of the rising birth rate and immigration. In sport, Watford are back up to third in the championship, just a point behind the leaders. McGrady-Ura goes for goal from 35 yards out, punched away by Donna. Abdi drives in the rebound! Albert Abdi seals the three points for Watford! Forest one, Watford three. And Dagenham midfielder Joss Labadee has been banned for six months by the FA after biting the Stevenage captain Ronnie Henry in a match at the Lamex Stadium last month. The weather cloudy with sunny intervals, cooler than yesterday, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Well, the show's, uh, uh, as the best ones do, I find has taken uh, several twists and turns. We're compiling a list of detectives and their gimmicks and celebrating the magic of the sidecar. And if anyone's ever been a wing walker, what, that's got to be... I was joking when I said I wanted to do That's got to be the most terrifying, stupid thing to do in the world, isn't it? How are you strapped on? Is it boots that are built onto the plane and you just put the boots on? Because then you're reliant on laces, aren't you? You're reliant on laces to keep you on top of a plane. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. You can text... As well, 81333, start your text 3CR. Have we got any? Yeah, loads. Go on. Uh, Kojak and his lollipop and Petrocella building his house. Petrocelli? Who's that? That's from Andy. Who was, was that played by... No, who was George Peppard? Who did he play? George Peppard. George Peppard. Who did he play? Hannibal. He, he played Banachek. Ah. I don't. I, I remember the name Petrocelli. I don't know. What, I, I, I can't verify that that was his gimmick. No. We'd need someone, a second authority to back that one up. 
Mm. What was Banachek's um, uh, gimmick then? That he was George Peppard? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Diane's in Hemel. Good morning, Diane. Hello. Hello, Diane. What you got for us? A uh, sidecar story. Oh, <laughs> man alive. You've not been in one, have you? No. Oh. <laughs> but this, uh, I don't know how I'm to tell it without laughing. Back oh. in the early 60s, my husband worked for a building firm and the boss used to pick him up with his motorbike but the sidecar was a chest of drawers strapped on and him him strapped in it. <laughs> hang on a minute. I, did, 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 yeah, hang on. Why have you, Catherine, why have you, has she passed our rigorous test? Why have you let a lunatic liar on the radio? <laughs> well, because it sounded like something from Last of the Summer Wine. <laughs> <laughs> hang on a so A chest of drawers? Yeah, yeah, that was the sidecar. Oh, right, OK, so hang on. It was turned on its back. I'm assuming, was it? So the chest of drawers would be lying on its back, the drawers removed, so yes. it was like a hollow wooden yes. box. Yes. And how yes. was it attached to the motorbike? It just strapped on. I don't know how it was strapped And what did it have on, underneath but... it? Roller skates or something? <laughs> Skateboard. That's brilliant! <laughs> and mad. <laughs> I mean, there was no crash helmets, anything in them days, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> and, and, and your husband, did he ever question this? Was he, was he quite happy to do no, this? I think it was just... Off they go laughing. Mm. Yeah. You, know, you know why we can't do that now? Oh, no. It's <laughs> Europe and... I think it's just gone politically correct. Of course it has. That's the reason we can't do that now. The big question is, where did this guy keep his socks? <laughs> 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 and your husband was fine. He was never seriously injured no. in this ridiculous contraption. No. no. Diane, no. That is, that's such a wonderful story. That's Thank you. That's from a cartoon, isn't it? That's not real. Well, the thing of... By the way, if, if you've ever used uh, furniture as a mode of transport, 08459 555. They used to put babies in drawers, didn't they? Yeah. You, that, that's a common thing. In fact, so you, uh, 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 did we do it to our boy? I don't know. It's still quite a common thing if you're in a hotel to put a baby in a drawer. Is it? Yeah, people still put babies in drawers. You put a bit of bedding in there. I don't know, do they? You don't close a drawer. Well, um, my dream of riding in a sidecar would be to be in the sidecar and you come to um, a fork in the road. Oh, yeah. And then the sidecar comes off. Yeah. The, the motorcyclist doesn't notice. Me and the sidecar be going, blimey! And then three miles later down the road, you meet up and join up again. Brilliant. And the, the motorcyclist doesn't know that it's happened at all. Huh? I've seen that happen in documentaries. Yes, you have. Those black and white documentaries starring Norman Wisdom. 08459 555. British Transport Police have teamed up with Everyday, the Everyday Sexism Project to tackle uh, the problem of people being, um, uh, well, uh, sexually abused, sexually harassed, touched up, what do you want to call it, on uh, public transport. From now on, if you feel uncomfortable about someone's behaviour, you can text 61016 and you can get a response from the police. And uh, in certain circumstances, they may even meet you. Uh, Christiana Rickson is a policy manager with the Susie Lamplew Trust uh, who help people lead safer lives. Good morning, Christiana. Good morning. Um, th th we were speaking to a police officer earlier on from British Transport Police and uh, he said that a, a large number of people don't want to report crimes on public transport. And I'm trying to get my head... I think I've got a grasp on it, but I'm trying to get my head around why people would be reluctant to, to report things like that. Do you, do, have you got any ideas? I think there could be a number of reasons. They might be worried that they won't be taken seriously or they weren't sure whether it was an accident or not or perhaps they don't want to report because they don't want a, a partner or family member to find out or they don't want to go to court. So there might be a number of reasons they're reluctant isn't to Isn't that... Funny's the wrong word, but I'm going to use it. Uh, isn't that funny that, that they would be reluctant to do it because they wouldn't want a family member to, to know about it? I don't understand that. 
I think it's a very complex crime if you experience mm. um, a sexual assault or unwanted sexual behaviour. And sometimes victims can be made to feel like it's their own fault. Um, and, and that's completely not the case. I think that's why this um, campaign is so important, because everyone say, because British Transport Police and TfL are saying it's not your fault. Mm. The police will investigate it and take it seriously. Do you know what, actually? I, I completely retract what I just said. I, I was saying earlier on the show, when I was 15, 16, one of my first times in London, and uh, me and my friend, we were a little bit drunk, uh, and there was a horrible situation with some horrible bloke who, who ended up touching us up on the train. And do you know what? I didn't tell my parents about it mm. because I thought, oh, it's my fault and I shouldn't... I, I, oh, it's all my... Mm. It's interesting, isn't it, the psychology behind it. This campaign, it's encouraging uh, people to report these, these incidents. Um, is a text number really going to be helpful, Christiana, do you think? I think it will be helpful for some people want to report discreetly. Um, it, it helps them report quickly. They might not want to make a phone call where they have to describe out loud um, what, what happened to them. And this way somebody can call them back at a time that's convenient for them. So I think it's a good additional reporting mechanism as well as the, the phone number that already exists. Uh, of course, I would imagine a lot of these uh, incidents happen on the, the London Underground where there is no phone signal at the moment, although that's about to change apparently. Um, if, if a woman is in a situation um, like this where she is feeling vulnerable or uncomfortable or feeling uh, that someone is doing something that is inappropriate, what, what would your suggestions be? I think the important thing is, is to be as safe as possible to um, try and get away from that person. Um, try to make it yourself aware to a member of transport staff or if there's a British Transport Police member um, operating on the on the system. And if you can go above ground and make a report, um, then they might be able to pick that person up later on on the journey. Uh, Christiana, I really appreciate your, your, your thoughts on this this morning. Thank you very much, Christiana Rickson uh, from the Susie Lamplew Trust. The phone, the text number, excuse me, um, if you do feel uh, under threat or you feel that something inappropriate has, is, might happen on the uh, British transport, 61016, 61016. I mentioned there, just going off on a tangent, if you'll indulge me, you don't get phone signals on the underground uh, at the moment. They're going to change that. Uh, is that. I read in the papers last week um, that the, they're going to um, install things so that you get mobile phone signals on the London underground. Are you joking? People making phone calls on the tube? Can you believe that, Catherine? They're going to um, put antennae in the, pho in the I underground. I thought there were security reasons why they didn't want to do that. Uh, no, they're going to do it. Oh. They are going to do it. Wow. Diane's in Hemel. Morning, Diane. Oh, no, sorry, Diane's gone. Oh. I was trying to get hold of Joe, uh, Joe in Bletchley who rang us. Can you ring us straight back? I've just uh, woken an, old, an older lady up. Don't. By accident. Don't. But Joe had a really good story about... Don't um, boss the callers around. Thank you, Kelly. I'm not. I'm giving Don't her a gentle... Don't boss the callers around. Joe, you got to call because I'm muffed up. I'll, I'll call. Otherwise, I'll get the set and someone doing off come on me. It's not my fault, Governor. That's not my voice. It's her fault. Do my voice. Hey, Joe, you gotta call us up, you know, because I'm gonna get in. I'm gonna get an offcom. <clears throat> oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number if you want to give me a call. Morning, Joe. Good morning. I'm so, Joe. Do you know what? Can I first of all can I apologise on behalf That's of fine. the BBC for the way that Catherine uh, bossed you around? <laughs> That's, right. That's how she speaks to you, Joe. Imagine how she speaks to me and Kelly and Justin. I know. That's no, an apology terrible. from me. That's yeah. not uh, and that's not good enough. Um, let me go open Catherine's microphone. I'm not sorry, it works. <clears throat> Catherine, <laughs> <laughs> don't question my methods. Um, Joe, well, Joe, what have you got for us? Motorbike sidecar. Have you been in one? 
very often. Oh, you in, show off! Yeah, I know. <laughs> in the 60s, um, we had motorbike and sidecar. Yeah. First of all, my husband was a, a jazz drummer. A oh. lot of traditional jazz in Oh, those Joe, I, a jazz drummer in the 60s with a motorbike and sidecar. I yep. bet you've seen some things. Yeah. Oh, good girl. <laughs> and I had to go on the back... Yep. Because you couldn't get the drums, even in their cases, <laughs> wet. Oh, no, 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 no. Me? Fine. That's all right. So, the dr- hang on, the drums went in the sidecar? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great fun. Oh, fantastic. Kids come, kids come along. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't go out to the jazz clubs and things then because I had the kiddies to look after. Yeah. But we went anywhere. Three kids in the sidecar. Yeah. Three kids and a cat. If we went away for a weekend and took the cat with us, me on the back. Great fun. So did you, hang on, did you ever actually get to go in this sidecar, Joe, or did you just get to look at it longingly and think, (laughs) one day, one day when his snare and his toms aren't in there? No, I did go in there when we weren't out at jazz clubs, when we were going away on holiday or shopping. Yeah. What's the longest journey you've done in a sidecar? Sorry? What's the longest journey you've done in a sidecar? Well, we lived in Tottenham then, and we used to go out to Epping. There was a jazz (laughs) club out in, um, I think it's called Onga, Epping Way. And that was a long one, especially in the winter, because you came to us in forest. <laughs> in and the that winter, was freezing. I didn't even think of that. You were there. You were in the sidecar in the winter. Did you have? Because you had some of those sidecars. They had kind of um, um, like sort of things you'd sit in it, and it would it would zip up. Do you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. It would like yeah. a vinyl. Like a vinyl thing that would cover you as you sat in there. So you guess your head was sticking out. <laughs> yeah, that would be more of a sports. Right. Oh, this, okay. was, this was a great big the last one we had was a great big one yeah. that was more or less the length of the bike and you wow. could get two or three adults in that easy. What was, what was your husband's name? Gordon Metcalf. Gordon Metcalf. Is he, is he still around or has he passed away? No, no, he passed away last year. Oh, I'm sorry for that. He sounds like a right character. Did he ever? Who did he play with? Did he ever play with any names? It was, well, he played for a group uh, a jazz band called Eric Silk Southern Jazz Band. Oh, what but great he played name. on programmes with Ackerbill did he really? Alan Elston, all of those Did he really? Did he? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. You must have been so proud of him. Oh, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant time. Wonderful. But the, the other lady that phoned in said her husband sat in a box on the side of her. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a chest of drawers with the drawers taken out. Yeah, strapped That's to the bike. It, yeah. What used to happen, The it would have been attached to the motorbike properly with the wheel and all the lights and yeah. everything. But when you hadn't passed your test on the motorbike and sidecar... You had to have a box on the side because you weren't allowed to carry passengers. <laughs> oh, so so you would get, you would have it as, as kind of a practice of having that extra uh, yeah. width. Yeah, you, ha- you had to have weight on that side, so yeah. you put bricks or blocks or something oh, in funny. it to keep that wheel on the floor. Joe, otherwise you'd go around the bend. We've not spoken before, have we, Joe? No. I'll do call again. I love that. Okay, Find out with more stories of, of your husband. He sounds like a right old sort. He was. Joe, him. thank you very much. <laughs> Ta-ta. Oh, I like... We're getting some brilliant calls today. We're getting lots of new callers. Wasn't she wonderful? Doesn't a a jazz drummer in the 60s? Oh, I bet they had some adventures. I bet. Joe, thank you. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
There's been an accident on the M1 southbound just after Junction 13 for Salford Road at the Bedford Junction, which is causing some queues because a lane's closed. On the A1 southbound, it's very busy from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat roundabouts, and it's also slow in Amersham on the A355 southbound from the A413 towards Beaconsfield. In High Wycombe on Marlow Hill, that's looking slow into High Wycombe, and in Chesson, the A10 southbound starting to look very busy between the New River Trading Estate and the M20. 25 Junction 25 Enfield. On the train departure boards, the 8.40 service from Bedford through London to Three Bridges has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, Samantha, thank you. Boy, oh boy, I'm just, just had an exciting thing whispered in my ear. I, 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 I don't believe it's true. I'll find out what it was in a minute. Right now it's 8.17. It is Thursday the 16th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. British Transport Police are encouraging commuters and rail travellers in the three counties to report sexual harassment. Arrests have been made and stolen bikes seized in a police crackdown against nuisance motorcyclists in Houghton, Regis and Luton. And Watford remain in contention for automatic promotion to the Premier League after a 3-1 win at Notts Forest. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. Good morning. I've only just realised from a tweet I saw the French policeman in a lower low. Oh, yes, Officer Crabtree. He was British, was he? Yes. I mean, I know he's a British actor. He was was British, pretending to be French, so the good moaning, I was... uh, I was pissing by your wando. Oh, the, um, dearie me. Was the a- attempt to, to <clears throat> talk French. Suddenly it's not as funny. What? Why? Because I thought the joke was yeah. that, he was, that they, they, uh, he was just pretending to be a bad actor. That he was actually supposed to be French in a low low, but he was pretending to be a bad actor. No, he was trying to... Th- Good moaning. Because I always thought that was quite funny. Good moaning. Good moaning. The German bummers. I mean, it was hilarious. But now I know that he was he was British in the program. It's not quite so funny. I once saw him on uh, Noel's house party, right? Oh yeah. And he was the guest, and it was really weird. I don't know if he knew it was going out live. I think he thought it was a rehearsal because he did it um, in an English accent. He just went, "Oh, so we've got the police officer from Alawa." Hello, everybody. Yeah. Good evening, Noel. And he just did it English. And Noel was getting really, really angry. Does anyone else remember that? It's a very obscure thing to, to have, have sunk think, into my skull. I, I think it might have been um, a joke. No, it wasn't. It wasn't because Noel was getting really angry. And he cut it really short. It was, like Noel, it, it was all dressed cross? up in character and he did it. <laughs> anyway, we, look, we've got, we've got a guest. So I need, sorry, I'll stop whittering. What's on your show this morning? Uh, burglary this morning. Oh, hello, yes. We won't be talking about uh, Hello, Hello or Officer Crabtree from Nine. You'll cram it in somewhere if there's, well. if there's a, 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 a woman who's got we'll, a name that's connected with it. We'll get those German bummers in there somewhere. From Nine this morning, have you been burgled? It takes, on average, eight months for people to feel safe again in their home after being the victim of burglary. That's according to new research by Victim Support. The figures also show that one in ten people who've been burgled resort to moving home after the crime and will receive counselling via their GP. 789,000 burglaries were carried out in England and Wales last year alone and over a third of those questioned by victim support had been burgled on more than one occasion. So we can conclude that burglary is unfortunately all too common and can have a devastating effect on the victim. Well, I speak, and I'm I'm touching wood uh, as I say this, because 
I just think it would be absolutely awful mm. to be burgled. I think it, it must be one of the worst things ever. Mm. Um, and I don't know about you, Ian, but when you've got a nice house and you've kind of got it all the way you want it, and you've got all your nice things in there and you've got your nice carpet and everything else that you want, just the very thought of someone coming in, even if they didn't steal anything, mm. just the thought of them coming in and, and d just walking in your house, being in your living room when you're not there mm. without your permission. But it must just feel... You must feel so violated. It must feel absolutely dreadful. And I can absolutely understand why so many people have to seek counselling and why probably an awful lot of people decide that they don't want to stay in that house mm. anymore. Well, from nine this morning, I'd like your views, your experiences, your stories, please. Have you been burgled? 08459 455 555. We'll discuss it from nine. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, arrests have been made and stolen bikes seized in a police crackdown against nuisance bikers in Houghton Regis. It comes after concerns were raised on BBC Three Counties Radio that the force wasn't taking the problem seriously enough. Well, Chief Inspector Gavin Hughes-Rowland promised to come back on the programme when he had an update for us, and he has an update and he is back on. Good morning, Chief Inspector. Good morning, Ian. So what exactly has been going on? Well, we uh, ran a series of operations over the last two days in uh, Dunstable, Houghton, Regis, and just over the border into the Luton area. Um, and uh, we invested significant amount of resources in doing so, and we've had some really positive results. So how many um, uh, bodies were, were over there, and what exactly did they do? Well, in, in Houghton Regis, where obviously we've, uh, we've, we've spoken about before, and there's been particular concern, we had... Uh, uh, an inspector, two sergeants, uh, a number of response officers, roads policing officers from our Triforce collaborative unit, a vehicle examiner and 15 PCSOs all committed to the operation on uh, Tuesday and they were all out and about from 3pm into, uh, into the late hours uh, on Tuesday dealing with these issues. Uh, how many arrests were made? Two arrests were made um, during the operation. Uh, a, number, a number of bikes, I believe two bikes were, were recovered and Section 59 notices were issued. To What's those a Section people. 59? I don't know what that means. That essentially means that uh, the legislation means that when we see somebody with an off-road vehicle um, uh, away from the road, we have to give them a warning first to say this isn't allowed, it's against the law. We issue them with that notice. If they're seen doing that again at any time, we're then empowered to seize that vehicle and have that crushed. Are you happy with how it all went? I'm very happy with yeah. it. And uh, one thing we did notice in, in Luton yesterday, that there was very little activity with the off-road vehicles. Uh, our messages were getting out. The public were really pleased to see us there. Uh, and hopefully uh, a similar response um, was, was seen in uh, Houghton Regis. An email has literally just popped up on my screen. I'm reading this as, it, as it's come in. Uh, Ian, there was a big police presence in Houghton Regis on Tuesday regarding nuisance bikes. However, the so-called culprits were out in force last night riding their bi bikes around to the area till all hours. We'll be back. That's all I can say. We will be back. Okay. And yes, we will miss some of them, Ian. Yeah. And uh, uh, unfortunately, if I had the resources to put people there every night of yeah. the week, I certainly would do. But it is a clear message from me that we're planning already through May a number of these. Okay. Unfortunately, we do need some dedicated resource to help us do this effectively, but we will get them eventually. We spoke to a caller earlier on, Gavin, who uh, said, listen, it was great that they came. I saw them there. Brilliant. Loads of them. And, it, you know, it certainly shut a lot of people up. Why didn't you do it during half-term? 
Well, the problem started before half-term, and it's not necessarily related to half-term. As you know, you, you know, you were talking about the issue on your show a long time before half-term. We did plan the event very carefully. As I've mentioned, we needed specific people with specific skills to make this work effectively. Yep. Uh, and Tuesday was the earliest date we okay. could get those in one place. Hmm. The issue is an evening issue predominantly. Y yes, there might have been an issue certainly earlier in the day during the school holidays, but it's still going on all the time during the evening, and that's when we planned our operation from three o'clock onwards. And why, why did it take um, loads of people complaining to us for this to happen? Because this, this has been going on for years, hasn't it? Well, absolutely. You, you, you just hit the nail on the head there, Ian. It, it, it didn't take loads of people complaining through your show. Oh. Um, it, it, it's something that we plan every year. Right. Uh, unfortunately, this, this year, some of the incidents have been occurring earlier in the season than they have previously. In the last number of years, we've always run a number of these operations from late April, May on onwards through the summer months uh, it just caught us a little bit um, uh, unawares first thing this year when it started as early as March so we, we have had to uh, to react to it absolutely um, but I'd want to reassure, reassure the people of Houghton Regis Dunstable, Leighton Buzzard and parts of Luton that it's not something that we take lightly no. and we will respond to it uh, appropriately. And there's going to be more of these kind of things. Obviously you can't tell us when, the element of surprise. Yeah, absolutely. Top but weapons. It will be a surprise to them but I can rest assured, they can be rest assured that if they're out on their bikes they're running a risk of coming across us another operation like this. Gavin, well done. Uh, listen, best of luck, because, you know, I've spoken to the people who, who this is an absolute nuisance for. Maybe we'll speak again after the next operation. Yep, smashing in. And, and to say, well, you're welcome to come out and have a look at uh, one of the operations if you fancy it. Do you know what? Yeah, do you know what? That's a cracking idea. Um, speak to my producer, Catherine, and we'll sort that out at some point. Super. Thank you very much. There you go. Chief Inspector Gavin Hughes-Rowland. I like... Because sometimes you get people that say, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'll definitely come back on the programme. And then you can never get hold of them again. Who was the Barnfield College? We had, oh, oh yeah, well definitely the Barnfield Federation. We'll, we'll definitely, no, no, we will definitely come back on the show. And then we never heard from them again. We, we couldn't get our calls put through. So Gavin, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, we will send someone out um, on an operation with you. Are there sidecars involved? Can I go in a sidecar? <laughs> 08459 four double five five double five is the phone number. 81333. Start your text 3CR if uh, you would uh, like to do that. Um, Catherine can't go out on that, I'm afraid. On what? You can't go out on that operation. You go into that fella's house with the, the cats. Oh, um... David. I'm busy. When? No. When, uh, are you, when is that? Seriously, when is that happening? Now, don't do the shaking of the head off microphones thing saying, actually, I don't want to talk about this on air. <laughs> I know what that head shake means. I'm just saying, no, I'm doing the head shake because obviously I no. have um, childcare commitments. You're doing the, uh, you're doing the head shake Called. that is, I don't actually want to talk about this on air and you're actually really annoying me. No, that's not that head What shake. did you mouth then? The head shake, the, the head what shake. Did you mouth, what did she mouth then, Kelly? I don't know. The head shake I do when I don't want to do discuss it, something on air. She said, I don't that. want to go there. Oh, now you're out of order. Go go to his house. Look at his. Cats. I think that people want to hear you. If you do I mean, that, it's called no. the Ian Lee Show. People want if your take you on these do, things. If you do that well, I'll let you go out with the coppers on their motorbikes. No, you're all right. You can, I think you, that again, it's something that you should be doing. You can uh, ride pillion. Just don't grab hold of his helmet. All right. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound there are delays from junction, from the Milton Keynes south turning to junction 13 for Bedford. That's because of an accident involving three cars which is causing some delays. The M1 southbound is very busy as well at junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road and in Mill Hill on the A1 Watford Way. That's looking slow southbound from the apex corner towards the Mill Hill Circus at the Broadway. In Chestnut as well the A10 southbound is building up from the Turnford Junction towards the M25 and the A1 southbound is looking busy at the Black Cat Roundabout, particularly from the St. Neots Junction. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, have you ever ridden in a sidecar? Never. I would love to, though. Wouldn't it be fun? I would like to be, and I'm not, I'm not in any way coming on to you. Right. Not after the official complaint you made. I didn't make an official complaint. Oh, no, Sammy. This is another Sammy Bruff. Brother. I didn't make a complaint. What did the complaint say? I would like to be that kind of couple that um, that go around on weekends and motorbikes and sidecars and go to national heritage sites. Oh, I've got some family that do that. Really? Yeah. Why did you have to complain about this, Abby? I thought we something special. <laughs> what did the complaint say? I haven't complained about you. Did I sexually harass you? <laughs> no. It's just banter. I think you're making it up. I love you so much, Sammy. <laughs> I love you so much. And I promise the next time I sit outside your car, your house all night in my car, I will not beat the horn. OK, because that's good, because I'm probably trying to sleep. Thank you. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. British Transport Police are encouraging commuters and rail travellers in the three counties to report sexual harassment. Arrests have been made and stolen bikes seized in a police crackdown against nuisance motorcyclists in Houghton, Regis and Luton. And the Labour leader, Ed Miliband, will go head-to-head with the leaders of UKIP, the Greens, SNP and Plaid Cymru in a second televised election debate tonight. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford are back up to third in the Championship, just a point behind the leaders Bournemouth after a 3-1 win at Nottingham Forest. They trail second place Norwich by a goal difference of just one. Odio Nigalo and Matt Connolly gave them a 2-0 half-time lead last night before Alman Abdi sealed the win after Forest went down to ten men. His manager Slavisi Okanovic. We must be positive because we are under this type of the, of the pressure. I believe in my, my team. We are enough strong for continuity, played with, uh, with confidence, for believing in our possibility. And the Forest boss, Doogie Friedman, says Watford were simply more clinical. Listen, I'm disappointed with the result, you know, so I won't mess around with, with, with that statement. I felt tonight that we had our opportunity to win the game. The difference was, you know, they are more ruthless than us right now. A League Two player has been banned for six months by the FA after biting the Stevenage captain Ronnie Henry in a match at the Lamex Stadium last month. Dagenham midfielder Joss Labadee was accused of biting Henry on the hand, his second biting offence after being banned for ten games last season. Luton have confirmed they will appeal against striker Paul Benson's red card on Tuesday night and Wickham defender Alfie Mawson has been shortlisted for the League Two Player of the Year award. England's cricketers will resume on 116 for three in their second innings on day four of the first test in Antigua. They lead the West Indies by 220. Here's Jonathan Agnew. 
England are closing in on a match-winning position after a familiar wobble at the top of their order. Trot avoided a pair but was caught behind for only four, while Cook checked an off-drive and sliced a catch to Gully for 13. When Bell was run out for 11, England were 52 for three, but were rescued by route, balance and some erratic West Indian bowling that helped the Yorkshire pair to get away. Anderson claimed the final wicket of the West Indies' first innings, so he's now only two away from beating Botham's record. And if England can continue to bat positively, he should be running in again by tea time, hoping to both break the record and set England on their way to winning the match. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Text 81333. Start your message with 3CR. Text will be charged at the standard network okay. rate. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's speak to Lisa, and then we'll have a little recap on where we are. Morning, Lisa. Hi, morning. Lisa, you called in about this story that uh, uh, British Transport Police, they, they're, um, uh, they're not launching a text number, they've had it for about a year, but they're encouraging people to report if um, something uh, inappropriate sexually happens to them on uh, uh, British Transport. This has happened to you, has it? Yeah, it did. It was probably about ten years ago. Um, I was coming home from London. From a, I used to go to London quite a lot, and I was coming home on a Sunday night between six and nine o'clock. And sat down on the carriage. There was no one else in the carriage. A guy got on uh, one of the stops. He sat opposite me. Oh. I, was, I had a big duffel coat on. Didn't really pay much attention. Um, next thing I know, within five to ten minutes, I could hear a noise coming from his direction. Oh, so, dear. yeah, and I kind of just kind of looked sideways across to him. Couldn't really. He wasn't really moving that much. But I kind of I looked at his leg trouser, his trouser leg, and I could see that he was um, around. At that point, I just panicked and I just froze and I was facing the window and I just didn't know what to do. So I tried to look without him noticing I was looking and all I could hear was obviously a bit of groaning, etc., etc. This went on for the, the remainder of the journey for about 45 minutes. As it was all happening, I could just see a big lump in his trousers. Okay. And just, just, uh, Lisa, I'm just, just remember, we've got young ears listening, is, is all I'm going to suggest. Yeah, so, sorry, so, sorry, no, it's all, yeah. all right. I think, I think we have the image. Yeah, it was, it was pretty intense, and I was petrified. I was so going to say, how, how did you feel? You must have been terrified. Yeah, I'm quite a confident person. I deal with a lot of people. Why did you not get up and walk away? Um, I don't know, because I, I just couldn't believe it was happening, yeah. and I kept trying to look, and I was like, is, is this happening? Because I, like, I couldn't really make out 100%. What I could hear was the, the kind of Yes. The noise every now and then, blah, blah, blah. And so I just put my duffel coat up and my hood up and I just faced the window. And then occasionally every mm. 10 minutes, I would... The, the, the big thing of it, I was just petrified yeah. and just wanted my stop to come. Anyway, I got to my stop. Um, he, you know, it was one of those six-seater things. So moved away from him, got off the stop, and there was a guy checking people coming off and on the train. And I said, look, I said, this guy, I said, you can see him through the window, so quickly have a look. Um, I said, I'm, I'm sure he's actually doing something that he shouldn't be doing. Yeah. He just found um, blah, blah, blah. The guy, he said, do that guy there? He goes, no. He goes, love, that's fine. He, he works here. Oh, and, no. Yeah, yeah. And I was in my, I was early 20s, very naive. And I was like, I was shocked more than anything. And to this day, I still remember this story. And it... It does petrify. Now I wouldn't obviously tolerate. I'm a lot older, but you know, I just think these young girls that do. The reason I didn't report it was I didn't know who he was. I didn't get a proper look at his face. If I had reported it, I, you know, I just felt that time no one's going to really take me seriously. They're never going to catch him. And even if I could have texted, what would I have said? There's a guy, mm-hmm. you know, at this. I didn't have any descriptions. I don't see how a text service is really going to help find the people that are actually doing these injustices on, on the public transport. Well, the, the, um, from my interpretation of it, is that in extreme circumstances a police officer or officers would meet you at the station, 
Um, also, it would be... I mean, do trains have cameras on them? Yeah. They do, don't they? They do. So they would be able to find the CCTV of this... Of this uh, I use the term gentleman very loosely. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would, and would have, you know, been able to, to kind of use that to perhaps apprehend him at some point. Uh, but yeah, the, the instant maybe. that it's happening to... I, well, actually, I suppose that the, the comfort of the instant, the, the time it's happening to you is that they, they will offer to call you back discreetly or it, mm-hmm. it, it may just give yeah. comfort knowing you're in communication with someone. But I've, I don't know. I'm, I've I'm, had that happen to me as well, Lisa. Um, I was a bit further away. He was around, He was around. I'd say, what, three, four feet away and there were people in between who ignored it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... And again, I was in my early 20s and... These days, I may have reacted differently, but I, you just freeze, don't you? you yeah, just, you do. And talk yourself out of it. It's not happening, it's not happening. You don't want to look, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you want to check. Yeah. I just got off the train in the end, and yeah. these were the days before camera phones. I'm wondering now whether I would have taken a picture of him. Um, I, yeah, I don't think I would all. I, I don't know. I think I, I was, he was a bit close to you, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, I was just too much fun. And then when you get off the train and someone said, no, love, he works here, you're fine. Gosh. It's just because they work there. Doesn't that make it more terrifying that this guy was on the trains a lot? Yeah. How long ago yeah, was this, Lisa? Um, I, was, I was in my young 20s about 10 years ago. And do, 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 the fact that you've, you've told us this story 10 years later, and, I, you know, it's obviously had a, a, a lasting impact on you. Yeah, it was horrible. I know quite a few people that work on, you know, Network Rail and, and London Underground. So I know, you know, I know the type of characters that work for these types. I'm not saying everybody. I'm just saying, you know, I do know quite a lot of people that work in that type of sector. So... I do know what it's like, and you know, there are the male orientated environment, and um, yeah, I was made to feel a bit stupid as if that guy would never have done that. Go on, move on, love. And that's how I was made to feel. So that's why, you know, I didn't report it. But I would just say now, if a young girl does happen to you, then just make the phone call. Just don't let them get away with it. Don't worry about the text, just do it. Because if you feel that someone's done it, they've obviously have done it. Well, do you know, that's interesting, actually. Don't worry about the text, because I think I would be more inclined to dial 999. Yeah, then then send a text, actually. I don't know why I, did, I should have brought that up with the, the officer. I mean, hey, listen, anything they can do to, to reduce this and catch these, these mm. idiots that do it, that's great. But, yeah, why would you not dial 999? Well, I suppose with the text you're going through to a direct service that knows... The, yeah, the British say, Transport Police. If it's nine nine nine, then it's the police, and it gets filtered on. And well, yeah, you're talking you say, about times. You, you phone up nine nine nine, and you say, right, I've got this fella doing what you know this fella was doing to Lisa. Mm. I'm on this train, and I'm going to be. In, we, we should get into Watford in about fifteen minutes' time. See you there. I don't. That's about having the confidence to do it while he's sitting right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got yeah. this. But you don't believe they're actually doing it. No, I think that's no. the problem. You're always kind of fifty fifty thing. But obviously, if you see them red handed, but I was kind of, is he or isn't he? Is he doing? And that's yeah. why I kept trying to look. But I did see enough to think. He's definitely doing something very inappropriate, yeah. but was it enough for me to report it? I think that was another reason. Did I feel it was enough for the police yeah. to take seriously? And now I do believe it was very inappropriate, yeah. but at the time being young, 20, I was very naive and thought, oh, he didn't touch me, he was just doing yeah. what he was yeah. doing. Yeah, how am I going to prove and it? And then That's the, the, fe- the fella at yeah. the end makes it feel like, you know, that you, you've made it all up. Yeah, yeah. Nonsense. Anne of St Albans has yeah. sent us this text through. It'd be interesting to know what you think about this one. Uh, sexual assaults on public transport. Man assaults woman. She sees his face and reports him. He's arrested and bailed. He's on the train again the next day, possibly looking out for revenge. Would you have reported him? Uh, well, otherwise he's going to be on the train the next day, possibly looking for something else, isn't he? 
I mean, that's definitely. The, that, yeah. I, I, I don't really understand what um, Anne's problem is with that. But. Lisa, I appreciate. I really appreciate you telling your story, okay, and great. also I appreciate you phrasing it in a way that wouldn't, you know, wouldn't upset yeah, too many younger people. No, yeah. no, no, no. You were absolutely spot. I just wanted to get in before it went. Any, you were spot on. So thank you mm. for that, Lisa. Thank you very much indeed. And you know something else? You know, the fact that we have to be careful about what we say doesn't mean that um, you shouldn't say it. No, no, no. There are so many women no. out there who shrug this off as just, you know, you file it under stuff that happens when you're a young woman. The only reason I interrupted was uh, we. I, we have, you know, the young people will be listening, young kids will be, I didn't want, you know, mums and dads to have yeah. to answer awkward questions, but Lisa, you got it just on the right exactly. side. It was spot on. Thank you. Justin. Boss, morning. That was a, uh, a bit of a call. I don't know if you heard Lisa's call there. That mm. was, uh, it was a story. You've taken this to the streets. I have. Um, I've been at Luton train station this morning, and uh, I have to say, so many stories have come in. Not one lady I've spoken to has reported anything to the police. Mm. Not one. Um, so we've got three stories coming up here again. Um, some of them are quite graphic. Um, here's what people had to say this morning. Madam, something very bad happened to you on public transport. Tell us what happened. Well, this person put his hand up my skirt and I was very annoyed and I, I gave him a good smell. So I just got off from my seat and moved to another seat. I mean, it must have been terrifying. Uh, yes, it was, because it was unnecessary and uncalled for. Did you report that to the police? Uh, no, I didn't. Can I ask you why you didn't? Because that's the main point that, that we're doing this feature this morning. Why didn't you phone the police? Uh, well, I didn't think much of it. I thought it was trivial. This is absolutely outrageous. You were, you were flashed at mm-hmm. on a tube in London? Well, I was on the train, as I say. I was a bit tired, staring straight ahead, not focusing on what I was looking at at all. Could sort of see movement took no notice, didn't even notice anyone sitting in front of me to be honest and then as I started to sort of stop staring into space and like wake up a little bit I noticed that this man was flashing me. Uh, looked around, nobody else on the carriage, thought oh god got to get off, got off, got on the next carriage. How scared were you? Um, I was very scared once I realised there was no one else on the carriage I was very scared and uh, when I got off I was fine then once I got in another carriage but I was scared at the time definitely. You, like every single person I've spoken to this morning, did not phone the police when this happened. What's the psychology behind that? Why didn't you phone the police? I think because it's a flash and you think that they're, um, they're you not... You didn't want to waste their time? Or? Yeah, I think it's that. I think you think, well, they're going to think, oh, someone flashed you, OK. But I do think um, you do feel you're wasting time for someone that flashed you. They'll say, well, what did he look like? What tube? Mm-hmm. You know, he's got off the train now. They're, they're never going to find him. So I did feel like it would be a waste of their time, to be honest with you. Another horrible story, madam. Um, he was on a, a train. It was late at night with your friend. And it wasn't just a man. A group of men came and sat next to you, started touching you and recording you. I think it was like they were drunk, so I was just waiting for them to go. And you know, I felt intimidated, so you can't just stand up because imagine something worse happens. So I just had to wait for them to get off and they never got off. So it was like a longer journey than it should have been. Clearly something I can tell from talking to you, which hasn't left you. Yeah, because it's terrifying. And it makes me think twice to take the train in the evening because you don't want to experience that again. Hang on a minute, just how many people did you speak to to get those three stories? Uh, Not many. Not many at all. 
Well, that's um, dispiriting, isn't well, it? Well, the thing is, yeah, we, we, I think it was about two years ago, actually, we, we went to Leighton Buzzard and we were talking to people about uh, this man in the area who had been flashing oh, yeah, at yeah. women and literally within half an hour, I got enough to fill three slots on your programme. This morning, I probably went to Luton train station roughly at 7 o'clock. Um, I had left by 7.45. So 45 minutes and... Other people had stories as well, but those people didn't want to go on record. So a lot of people had stories. Not one person phoned the police because they thought they would be wasting police time. I do remember that morning. Yes, you did fill three slots. You're absolutely right, Justin. Um, cracking stuff. Thank uh, you. Uh, let's, let's change tack slightly and lift the mood ever so slightly. What's mm. happening on your show on Saturday? Uh, my show on Saturday, uh, we are playing the UK and American charts from this weekend, I believe, in 1972. Requests from the streets and your chance to test my jukebox. Boss, I've got the biggest jukebox in the business. <laughs> you're Seriously. Such, you're such a plug. Over one million songs in there. Uh, Come on and test me. But I warn you right now, yeah. you won't beat me. Uh, well, have you got this sock? All right, I reckon. What, I ice can... cream man? No, <laughs> I reckon I can beat you. Go on. Have you got? Have you got? All right, you yeah. ready? It's got to be good though. Don't yeah. just test me for the sake of it. Have you got this? When a man loves a woman. Oh, by J Dog. Yeah, I've got that. Yeah, on seven inch. <laughs> Such an idiot. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Good stuff this morning. Cheers, boss. Take care. Oh, 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 oh. Mm, mm, Justin. Oh. No, I got to. Oh, where is the. Oh. Have we got a date for the Colonel? Is that yeah. what this is about? Oh, well, I'd love to. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm going to the Colonel anytime you want, fella. Yeah, okay. No, I forgot. Oh, I for, oh, where is it? I've got. I've really got to tidy up my um, bed. Hang on. No, not that. Um, oh, where have I put it? Can I, can I interrupt for a second? I think it's just gone politically correct. Yeah, go on. After the show, I'm going to ask you something. And oh. the answer is yes. Oh, really? All right. Really? Yeah. Just say yes. Tasty. Uh, can I say? Tasty. <laughs> say okay. what you want. All right, yes. Yeah, OK. Oh, where's the... Oh, Justin. Oh, hang on a minute. Where's the fella? Oh, this is awful. This is the worst day of my life. Hang on. Bear, bear with me. It's going to be worse. OK, worth it. OK. Bear with me. Um, run, 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 away. Uh, run for your life. That's, <laughs> that's not it. Um, hang on. <laughs> I've got my bottom slapped. No, 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 hang on a second. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, gosh, that's an old one. You uh, can smell memories. No, hang on a second, hang on a second. Yeah, I've got ages, yeah? The travel can wait a minute. This is much yeah, more important. Um... Oh, yeah, here we go. Good morning, sir. <laughs> travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Southbound, there's a lane closed just after junction 13 for Bedford Road, which is causing delays because of a three car accident. On the M1 southbound, it's very slow for around junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road, as well towards junction 9 for Redbourne. On the M25, it's busy between junction 18 for Chorleywood and 15 for the M4. The A1 southbound is looking very slow from the St. Neots junction towards the Black Cat roundabouts and into High Wycombe on the A404 Marley Hill. That's looking very busy too on the speed sensors. On the train departure boards, the 904 service from Luton to Three Bridges is cancelled. Smelt the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. <clears throat> 8.46, it's Thursday, the 16th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police are promising that this week's crackdown on nuisance motorcyclists in South Bedfordshire will not be a one-off. 
British Transport Police are encouraging commuters and rail travellers in the three counties to report sexual harassment. And Watford remain in contention for automatic promotion to the Premier League after a 3-1 win at Nottingham Forest. Patrick, stay there. We'll get your sidecar story after the weather with Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's not going to be as hot as it was yesterday. In fact, uh, significantly cooler. Uh, temperatures currently at 7 or 8 degrees Celsius. There's some sunshine out there. There's also a bit of cloud and that's going to come and go through the course of the day. But it should stay dry with just a small chance of one or two isolated showers. But temperature-wise this afternoon, we're not going to see 23 or 24 that we got yesterday. But it'll be more like 17 or 18, which is still pretty decent and above average for the time of year 64 in Fahrenheit. Overnight tonight, lows of around 5 or 6 degrees Celsius again staying dry and it will stay dry and settled for the next few days. The easterly wind picking up so it will be quite a chilly breeze. I think that will strengthen over the next few days or so but we'll see plenty of good spells of sunshine around and temperatures will still be just above average for the time of year. That's the forecast. Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such... A minority. I think the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of there, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Lonely texts. Yes. Ah, let's have Texts a... about texts. Oh. Texts can be sent and received discreetly. This is about this um, British Transport Police oh, yeah. initiative to get women to report uh, sexual harassment on the oh, train no. by sending a text. Um, Caroline in bed says text can be sent and received discreetly. P- police could meet the train and he wouldn't know you'd sent it. People are always texting while sitting on the train. Uh, and also, Claire in St Albans says, remember that sometimes calling 999 can endanger you. At that moment, she would have had to make the call in front of him and sit there until they got to the station. Yep. The text idea is good. Okay. Uh, we've also got loads of uh, suggestions for... Um, <laughs> for detectives. With oh, gimmicks. oh, can I run through the list so yeah, far? Yeah, uh, Patrick, David, stay there. I'll come to you in a minute, I promise. So we're looking for detectives and uh, gimmick. Uh, their, their main gimmick, and if they have a secondary gimmick, we're also adding that. We're playing detective poker today. Uh, Chinese detective is gimmick is he's a Chinaman. Monk is gimmick is he's on a spectrum. Poirot, two gimmicks. Gimmick one, Tash. Gimmick two, Belgium. Mm. Uh, Holmes, uh, uh, gimmick one, Deer Stalker. Gimmick two, he's boring. Kojak, number one. Bald, number two, the lollipop. Cadfile. Number gimmick one is a monk. Uh, detec- uh, detective. Oh, gimmick two. It was in medieval times. Yeah, medieval. All right. So no computers or phones. Inch high private eye is gimmick is he's inch high. Inspector gadget is gimmick is his gadget. Columbo, gimmick one Mac, gimmick two wife. I can't believe you won't let me have the hunch. We're not putting any physical um, disabilities no. unless it's Ironside in his wheelchair. I mean the metaphorical hunch. Oh, I just got a hunch. Detective Bergerac, gimmick one, old car, gimmick two, jersey. Mm. Gimmick three, Mr. Lover Lovejoy, not Lovejoy, Spender's gimmick. Do you know what Spender's gimmick was? I don't remember what. Two it. gimmicks. I mean Spender. Two gimmicks Spender had. I'm going to write these down. He's got two gimmicks. See if you can work them out. One you should get easily. Spender. He can't hold on to cash. 
Oh, for flip's sake, mate. No, no one is uh, one is he's northern. Oh. And th- the other gimmick, and this was a gimmick at the time. He's a brother, is he? He was going through a divorce. Oh. Yeah. So he had the so angst. He was spending. He had the angst of the divorce, and would he get to see the kids and stuff while he was solving crimes? Mm. Uh, Texas. Texas. Jack Regan, the Sweeney, in that Mark One Ford Granada. I love that car. Still the best British crime drama. Says Phil. What's the gimmick? The butt of the car. Yeah. The gimmick is surely the um, violence. Isn't it? Yeah, put your trousers on, son, you're nicked. You're nicked. Mrs. Columbo was a series starring Kate Mulgrew from Star Trek Voyager. No, it wasn't. And her gimmick was that she was Mrs. Columbo. I think it had five episodes before being cancelled as a bad idea, says Michael. Guys, 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 guys. This, if this ha- M- Mrs. Columbo TV series, this sounds like the best show I've never seen in my life. But she did use. Boom shakalak! It's real? It 1979 to 1980. Um, Mrs. Colombo, wife of the famous lieutenant, solves crimes as a reporter while raising her little daughter. Oh, it rhymes. <laughs> it rhymes. Um, in many ways, it's like my life. Kate Mulgrew. Um, did he ever appear in it? No, I don't think... Uh... No, he should stay out in his own series. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. If anybody can uh, find me links for um, a Mrs. Mrs. Columbo, that's my afternoon. Go on, what else we got? Steve, the burly driver, yeah. says, I used to like Beretta. His thing was an unlit cigarette. He'd puff on it when the case became challenging. He also wore a silly hat. Ladies and gentlemen, Mrs. Columbo is on YouTube. I shall be watching that later on this afternoon. Whoa, that's brilliant! I had a text through anonymously, but it says Magnum PI, and then capital letters, short shorts. Did have short shorts. You certainly, you could certainly see a lot there. Patrick's in Stevenage. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning. What have you got for us, boss? If you want to ride in a sidecar, you can come in mine. I beg your pudding. If you want to ride in a sidecar, you can come in mine. Oh my! Yeah. Well, first of all, Patrick. Um, do you uh, have a full British uh, uh, driving licence? I do. Um, do you have a motorbike and sidecar? I do. How many people have died in your sidecar? None. How many people have been injured in your sidecar? None. How often do you ride your sidecar? Uh, several times a week. Hey. Do you get funny looks, Patrick? Because they are a yes, rarity on do. the streets these yes, days. Yes, we do. Can I have a question? Yes. yes. If he gets in your sidecar, will he have to wear a leather helmet and goggles? He doesn't have to wear a crash helmet. Mm. Other than that, he can wear what he wants. Oh, okay. oh he's can got I a do, hat. Can, can I do it naked? Yes. Oh, have you... Patrick, hang on a second, hang on. Patrick. Yeah. Have you ever driven someone who's been naked in your sidecar? No. Oh, that should have been the phone in, ever been <laughs> naked in a sidecar. <laughs> Kelly. Can I please have a go? What? Yes, she's, she's demeaning it slightly, Patrick. What? No. She's demeaning I it slightly. Personally, said it originally. I'll tell you what we'll do. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's that's the that's the way the cookie crumbles. Pa- Patrick. Yes. We'll take you up on that offer. Speak to Catherine. We'll sort it out. Okay. Thank you. Very very. What? But what? what do, who who rides in it normally? Is it your missus? Is, yes, who is my it? wife. Um, now I, I don't want to be rude. No. I'm detecting that that you may be of an age, and unless you've you've shacked up with a 23 year old Swedish model, um, I, I would imagine your wife is of an age. I think I can put this over the phone. My wife's very worried about our phone number and address being public. Oh, no, don't, don't, we're not going to publish your phone number and address. Don't OK, worry. then no. I think my wife will let me say on the phone yep. that she's 74, Oy. I'm 79, oh. and next month we'll be riding it to Liverpool to go to the TT Isle of Man. No, 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 no Patrick, no, Patrick, no. Patrick, Patrick. You're, you're... And that is nothing for me to ride that to Liverpool. Pa- no, Patrick, you're both you're both elderly people. You, yes. can't, you cannot... I do not give you permission to drive a 74-year-old woman 
Tottenham to Liverpool in a sidecar. Well, she does it every year. <laughs> oh! Patrick, listen, uh, speak to Catherine and we'll sort something out. How okay. cool. Thank you, Patrick. We have had some brilliant calls. Sort that out. Huh? Do you want to do it next week? Yeah, 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 yeah. We have had some brilliant calls. Maybe Wednesday. I don't, we'll follow we'll, 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 something up. We've had some brilliant calls about this. That, well done, the sidecar posse. I'll send you a picture, Kelly. No, I'm coming. I'll send you... A, I think you're, you're probably doing one extra or something. We're busy then. David! Hello! David, we're going to go in a sidecar and I'm probably going to yes. do it naked. Yeah, is that Watsonian? The wind's going to blow my hair. <laughs> and then I'll stop doing the handstand. Yo, cheeky! You better not do that, Nike. No. <laughs> well, well, David, the cat owner. How are your cats doing, David? He's, he's doing fabulous. He wasn't very well, was he? He was, Oh, look, can I apologise again to you? You don't know it's an apology, brother. What for? No, I do. When I phoned you on the Monday, I was desperate to apologise to you then. I didn't realise just how whacked out I was from being up how, with him. How what, sorry? Whacked out. Whacked out, yep. Yeah. And, um... You were trying to say things to me and asking me questions, and I was like, I, I was absolutely, my brain was on tick over. I'd so little hours of sleep. Oh, you know your brain on tick over, no. No, well, you, I so... Were, but he was fine the last time we called him, wasn't he? We didn't notice. No, David, you were spot on last time. I think, I think you're, um, you've made it worse in your head than it was. Well, yes, I will be like that as a person, I have to admit. No. I'm a... I'm my own worst crit- critic. Yeah, I know. We, we all are. We all, some, we all of us, David, even the most confident people, even people like um, Alan Sugar and Noddy Holder, the most confident-looking men <laughs> in the world, they've all got a little voice in their head going, oh, that, you were rubbish then. Oh, that wasn't very... Oh, you, you looked <laughs> terrible. So don't, 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 don't ignore that voice, David. It's talking rubbish. OK, I thank you very much. Now, when's Kath coming round for a cup of tea and uh, a well, cheese sandwich? Um, look, can, can I say, please, I've got the builders in. Now, yep. don't panic. No. Nope. Do not panic. Don't panic, Remember Mr. your English. <laughs> yeah, don't panic. Remember your English. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, what I've said to, um, Kelly is that in the interim, if we can meet at a coffee shop in town and I'll bring some photos. For a drink. Because yeah. the place... The place is a tip at the moment because of the builders. But I want to say thank you ever so much to the three builders, Buck, Liam and Rudy, and they've been fantastic. They sound like like an excellent boy band. Aren't they the same people that were in big fun um, back in the day? Well, well, uh, David, listen, There's there's no rush, okay? There's no rush. The thing is, if you go for out for a coffee with Catherine, she'll eat loads of sandwiches. She'll get those giant um, uh, biscuits that, that the, sp- jammy the jammy dodgers. Yeah. It will be. Right. It will be awkward. It will be awkward. I t- David, we're in no rush. Kat, you're in no rush, are you, Kath? Absolutely none. She, okay. She can. She can. She can wait. I'm in no hurry. She can wait. Don't you worry, David. You're, and, yeah. and listen, don't. You, you, honestly, you never have to feel like you have to call up and apologise. If you apologize. don't want me to come, it's fine. But we'll sort. We'll, yeah. we'll sort. You want her to go, don't you, David? Sorry? You want her to come round at some point, don't you? Oh, God, yes, yes, yes. We'll, but, we'll you know, because we'll, you don't have to be we'll, polite about it. If you don't want me to come, it's fine. No, you will not hear me say those words. Oh, Which is David. excellent. David, listen, th- th- there's no rush. What are you having done to your house, David? Um, well, it's, they've pulled down a load of brickwork at the moment, oh. and, it, uh, you know, you can imagine, and uh, everything has to be put back. It's a mess. It, when bricks come down, the mess it makes. <laughs> David, it's good to hear that laugh. You're a, you're a good sport, and I appreciate you calling. You don't need to phone up and apologise. No, there's, there's only a few callers that need to phone up and apologise. I think we banned them. Uh, Catherine, 
Don't worry. We will sort that out. I'm not worried. Uh, Kelly, we'll, we'll get on that. We'll sort that one yeah, out. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, oh, look at the time. It's time for a bit of Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there's a lane close just after Junction 13 for Bedford, which is causing queues because of a three-car accident, which has closed that lane. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are delays between Junction 18 for Chorley Wood and 16 for the M40. And it's busy in Marlow on the A404 northbound between the Marlow Junction and the M40 Junction 4 at the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout. In Wadston on the A41 eastbound, it's very slow between Blackgrove Road and Hayden Road. And the A421 eastbound in Buckingham is busy around the total roundabouts. In Dunstable, the A5 northbound's also got queues between the A505 and Leighton Road. And on Tasty. the trains, the 904 service from Luton to the Three Bridges is cancelled. Amanda Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, sir. Thank you, Sammy. It looks like we made it once again. Thank you to all the new callers we had today. We have some wonderful calls and some great stories. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Justin. Catherine will have a word. Until tomorrow at six from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... Have you been burgled? It takes on average eight months for people to feel safe again in their own home after being the victim of a burglary. That's according to new research by Victim Support. The figures also show that one in ten people who've been burgled resort to moving home after the crime and will receive counselling via their GP. 789,000 burglaries were carried out in England and Wales last year, and over a third of those questioned by Victim Support had been burgled on more than one occasion. So we can conclude that burglary is all too common, unfortunately, and can have a devastating effect on the victim. Well, this morning I want your stories. Have you been burgled? Pick up that phone, come on and tell me your story on 08459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll hear from you in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC News. It's one minute past nine. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, police promise to continue motorbike clampdown, commuters urged to report sexual harassment and Watford continue promotion challenge. BBC Three Counties Radio. Police are promising that this week's crackdown on nuisance motorcyclists in South Bedfordshire will not be a one-off. Arrests have been made and stolen bikes seized in Houghton Regis and Luton. Over 20 officers, including two on specially commissioned off-road bikes, took part in this week's operation. Chief Inspector Gavin Hughes-Rowland says there will be more. We'll be back. That's all I can say. We will be back. Uh, unfortunately, if I had the resources to put people there every night of yeah. the week, I certainly would do. But it is a clear message from me that we're planning already through May a number of these. British Transport Police are encouraging commuters and rail travellers in the three counties to report sexual harassment. The police say they've strengthened investigations of sexual offences and nearly 2,500 incidents have been reported since the project launched. Detective Superintendent Richard Mann is from British Transport Police. From some of the safety and security surveys that have been carried out, mainly in relation to London,